When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Sales Sundays. Sales Sundays from 5pm for all your info, tips and racing action from the Sale Greyhound Track. Good evening and welcome to Sale Sunday. It's for your Sunday night across the SEN Track Network. Tom Bang and I are in the studio while Peacock is enjoying his villa in Bali. He's probably still got tips, so he dominated last night from Bali. And we're st- we're still unsure if he's had his hair cut from Bali. Barbers, as of yet, joining us from Vanners HQ this week. He loves being on this show. And he beat me cleanly on Thursday night. He's the voice of Greyhound Racing and is the host of the Green Light on Potty. I speak of Jimmy Vandermart. Vanders, how are you? Great man. Vanders, how are you, great man? That was a big build-up, wasn't it? Yeah. It just never quite... There's always one element that doesn't quite get there for some reason, uh, Poppy, but I'm going to give you your introduction now. All right, go Joining us from Sale, as he always does on Sundays, is our man, the Mayor of Sale, Rob Popplestone, Popolenko. How are you, great man? And have you heard from Petty J... Or has he joined Jeremy Cameron in Geelong chasing cows around to get his premiership medal back? <laughs> I, um, I'm going well, thank you. Uh, you have heard from PDJ. Uh, he called this afternoon, uh, early afternoon. He was. He thought it was the Melbourne. morning. Yeah, he was leaving Melbourne uh, and he, he won't be dropping in. He, he's going to blow out a couple of Zs uh, late this afternoon and have an early night, I think. Yeah, he was... Look, he, uh, he, he put in a good four-quarter effort from what I understand and post-match... Um, yeah, probably was best on best on field. Probably fair to say, as much as I love Petey, that um, if there's one week I'd, I didn't need him on the show, it's probably here because I feel that it would have been uh, gloat Sundays. So yes. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm happy that he's, uh, he, he's, he's had the win and, and congratulations to everyone down there in the city of G, uh, Dreams, Detroit, my hometown, and well done to, to Petey J, but... Uh, it's, it's time to move on, isn't it, I, I think? <laughs> oh, gee, you haven't given him much time. No, that's, that, that, yeah, that, I, well, I yeah. think I was pretty magnanimous then. I'd, yeah. Do you want more? Um, no, no. I mean, you know, I mean, if it was Collingwood, I'm sure that it would last at least until pre-season starts. Well, I do host a show. Right, um, Jimmy Vandermart now joins us. How are you, Vander's great man? Yes, I'm going yes. very well, uh, Bonners. Great to be with you once again, mate. Uh, looking forward to some good racing at Sale this afternoon. I can hear the atmosphere as we always can from uh, from Robbie Popplestone's headset, but uh, <laughs> plenty happening down at Sale. Looking forward to tonight, and I'm fairly confident my best bet's going to win. And, and not only that, I think we hopefully can uh, snare the quaddy as well. But a, a huge sporting weekend, so it's great to be with you, lads, once again. You know what I did? Uh, I did recall, this could be my, my lucky charm here. Now, I, there's nobody I love working with more than uh, my little brother, the peacock. But I reckon the last time the last time I snared a decent quaddy, maybe any quaddy at all on sale Sundays, yeah. on my own, was when Jimmy Vandermark joined us. So this could... I feel like maybe this is how I get myself back on track. Pobolenko. 
Yeah, well, look, and Jimmy doesn't mind. Uh, he's very courageous with his quaddies. Doesn't mind going nice and thin and look for the big dividend. And he only missed out by a bee's back leg last time. So I'm interested to see what he uh, puts out this afternoon uh, ahead of tonight's quaddy. I can say I had a chat with Mitchie. We FaceTimed each other. I think it was grand final morning. Well, this uh, is so cute. Of, it's almost... I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Isn't I'm, it sweet? I've got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bit of a blur. Uh, he was showing me through his villa. Nice villa. <laughs> nice villa. Lovely villa. So I think he and uh, Miranda are in for a, you know, a nice week uh, over in Bali. <laughs> what, what, what did you guys think? Where this what, is going. Where, yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> how far did the FaceTiming go there? Like, um, was it now, what did you chat about? Just, just caught up on life and villas. Well, I, I sent him a, uh, a message saying that I'd backed Geelong to win by 59 points at 176 to 1. And I backed Geelong to win 60-plus at $10.50. Now, he thought that was ridiculous, so he gave me a call and we chatted about the football and he was pretty confident it was going to be a good game. And um, mm. I just thought Sydney were dead on their feet uh, last time they met Collingwood. Your boys really just ran out of time. Uh, they were coming all over the top of them. I thought, it was, yeah. I thought there were signs there that Sydney were... The season was done. I, I agree with you, Poppy, and as well, mate, I think if you go through all of the Swans' performances at the MCG, they're not half the side, uh, unfortunately, yeah. the MCG is what they are at the SCG. And Geelong were just... They were just so dominant all year, weren't they? And, and, and when you go through their list, there's just no weak points. So, no, well-deserved win to the Cats. And I agree with you, Poppy. I thought it could have been a blowout, mate, but I wasn't that courageous. I took the Cats 22 points plus, I think. But... Uh, Something something for the battlers, which is, is always nice. I had a run, I reckon, about five or six years ago where I'd often just have a little small wager on the, the grand final. I don't think you have to bet on it, but I think um, you have a little wager, a bit of added excitement if you, if you do happen to get up. And I reckon I went six years in a row without tipping the winning side. So I've had the last <laughs> couple go the, the right way, but uh, hopefully that's a sign of things to come and sail Sundays. We can uh, kick some backside in the next couple of hours. I believe we will. And Aiden from Ballarat, he's already given his best bet for sale tonight. Uh, Vanders has got one. I've got a couple. Aiden come up, comes up in race seven, number four. Lakeview Bonnie went twenty four seventy one at sale last start. Good record at the box. Has no pace in three and has pace, so should clearly win by. He's given the margin one and a half lengths. Okay. He's betting on <laughs> margins, old Aiden from Ballarat. I like I, it. I have noticed that. Uh, I think it's on Betfair as well. They they quite often will uh, have the odd margin bet where. It, be a favourite to win by more than two lengths or something like that. I, I think that could be something that eventually we, we see more of in the in the greyhound racing game. And speaking of football, how how popular have same game multis become? I mean, yeah. everyone I seem to speak to, oh, I've got a four leg multi going with you know Cameron to kick through a goal. They've just become the the new bet type. I think for for the the younger people coming through. And I think as a racing industry, on a, on a serious note, we we need to look into to different ways to, to create interest into wagering and, and, and things like that, margins, time, I think they're all things that down the track there could be a place for. Maybe not for every single meeting, but I think in particular uh, the main meetings like the metros and obviously sales Sundays, uh, I think they're, they're a given. I, I, I agree with you, Jimmy. I mean, the, the problem always when it comes to racing, and we know this, is that there's, there's always this um, integrity overlord watchdog situation going on and the, pro- the, only, the only little problem I ever have with margin betting is the idea that, you know, you've, you've, um, you get a launch one. This isn't in greyhound racing, but more in the, in the horse racing codes where there's, there's human involvement. You launch one too early because, you've, because there's, a, you know, a bet going around for it to win by more than five lengths or it's under a length and you try and win by a pimple and you get beaten. They're, they're, yeah. they're the only little, little, little issues. But I, Mate, I don't think it's an issue in greyhound racing. 
No, no, I agree 100% with what you're saying, but uh, the integrity of Greyhounds, well, once the once the Greyhounds go into the box, you it's can't gone. tell them what margin to win by. So, no, no 100%, I, I think there's there's definitely a place for it. Whether or not it just be on maybe even the group races, you know, we, we see so many people having a same-game multi in the grand final. Will it, will it make sense when we have our grand finals in the sporting code of Greyhound racing, let's, let's produce more bet types. Let's give the punters a chance to go, well... You know, we're getting, say, $2 on Lakeview Bonnie, but if she wins by more than two lengths, the official margin, I'm going to get $2.45. So it gives them the, you know, the incentive to, to have a little bit more of a flutter and, and people enjoy their racing, always gamble responsibly and hopefully come out in front. Call one 800 if it's becoming a problem. Now, there's a couple of things that popped up on Thursday night that um, are going to be a feature of the show uh, tonight. I, I won't tell you one of them a little bit later on, but one was a futures... Bet that I think you might have given for some of the staying races coming up. What did you make of the performance last night? Yeah, untapped. I yeah. thought she did exactly what I needed her to do uh, in order to uh, to keep me happy for for a staying campaign. Look, Super Australia's flying. She won the Sydney Cup last night at Wedding Park, and I've got no doubt she's the dog to beat. But she's four dollars. Um, as I said to you, Bon, on on Thursday night, the, the market has Kalinda Lady, Kalinda Patty at the top of the tree. I'm almost certain those dogs won't be taking part in that yeah. series. Um, they've both got serious injuries. They're both, I think, on their way to retirement. So I'd be really surprised to see them come up. And therefore, if you, if you have a look at the market, she's probably 12th untapped or something like that. But realistically, there's probably six ahead of her that, that won't start and um, won't even go for those races. So I think that opens the door at least on an each way for her to run a big race. And, and the difference is she is not a 600-metre dog. The corner starts do not suit her. She's a front-running 700-metre dog. So I think what Dustin Drew is doing is perfect. He's just having to run her 600 just to get the fitness into the leaves of untapped. And I think when the time comes, which I would expect in, in early October, I'd probably give her maybe one more 600. Then she'll go a 650 in the bush if there's a race available. Um, and then during October, that's when you'll, you'll press and see her get up to 700. And I just think the campaign, given that she doesn't have any injuries come through, she is going to be absolutely cherry ripe for these feature races. She's $18 born. And uh, the other thing was, wow, she's fast, was $2.30 to win the Adelaide yeah, Cup after yeah. winning on Thursday night. She's now an automatic qualifier into the final, and I think she's $1.50. So <laughs> after breaking the record there in Angle Park. So I did the little multi. I'm not going to lie. I had untapped um, in, in the bold trees and also... Uh, the, the Top Gun stayers, and then I took that into Wow, She's Fast. It's a, it's a throw at the stumps. I think it was 400 to 1 for the, the three group ones, if you can snare them all. So worth a, worth a little tenner on it, I think, at Bonners. Now, not, not that I'm bitter, and I'll raise it just one more time. I'll try never to raise it again, but Super Estrella is uh, out of uh, Esparza, who's the only greyhound I ever part own with a number of the harness racing boys, Greg Sugars and Emmett Brosnan and Glenn Douglas, among others. Uh, no breeding rights there. Super Estrella's turned out to be a star. In fact, Esparza's thrown a couple of very good ones, good stays. G'day, lads. I've had a big day. Mm. Found a few winners. I'm laying the fave last the Sandown, at Sandown. The good services of Query and backing Ayrton the win and an each-way play on not an option, ready to follow your tips tonight. I reckon Jimmy Vandermark's going to have a big one. I, I can just feel it in my waters. Evening, lads. Looking forward to hearing how you plan to get some of the faves beat in the sale quarter tonight. Well, there's one that's very short and will probably urinate in, but I'm going to take it on to some small degree, and I won't say exactly who it is now, but I'll be letting you know soon. Now, only, only a minute. You wouldn't have had too much of a hard look at Sandown, I wouldn't have thought, but if you've got anything you'd like to... Deliver at this juncture, Jimmy Vandermark. We're, we're all ears. I think we might have lost Jimmy again there, unfortunately. We'll get back to him soon.
Um, now, plenty of winners from the Sale Greyhound Club tonight. Saps, Quaddy, same race, Maldies. We just spoke about them. J Bond Quiz. Tomo's talking yeah, race points. Number 11, mate. I am having oh, yeah, the, uh, the regular problem of. Uh, of... Have you got me, Bob? I have. You, you, you've gone. You've gone just slightly cyborg, but I can hear you now again, Jimmy. I reckon we've lost him again. I reckon we've lost him again as well. We'll, we'll go for a break relatively soon. But Jabon Quiz, Tomo's talking points. He's got two talking got points tonight, and plus plenty of banter until eight pm. You sound like you're back now, Jimmy. You're sort of in and out, aren't you? sort of rising and falling with the expectation and the waves. It's just not working out quite at the moment. We might see if we can redo that line before we um, or when we come back from a break because we're going to go to one soon. Race 11 at Sandown. Now there's one here, Bobby, that we know pretty well from sale called Fearless Max at $1.85. Okay. Fearless Max running. Yeah, okay. Jeez, uh, she's short. So it'd be nice just to get a little bit a, a confidence booster, wouldn't it? It'd be just nice to get a confidence booster. I... Um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to get a few winners later on, but it'd be nice to like uh, build that pool yes. prior to that. Here he is. Jimmy Vandermark rejoins us. I I am here. I'm disagreeing with Poppy, but I think Fearless Max will win this race at Sandown number two. The internet's come good. Just in time to get a little wager on Fearless Max. Towards the centre of the Let's line. get it home. This will be a great way to start the night. I know it's only $1.80, well, it but that's uh, okay. I'll get us yes, moving. Perhaps in five. Sale Sunday. Like to see cross and leave the check. Forward here, the That's the cheat. Leave the red. Now the way is On clear down to about 25 seconds. Slater Extreme no, is the red. $3.20. Here, I think at the start. Uh, They're going to be taken out of the so boxes here, I reckon. They're not at well, half money, not I think. What guys yeah, on? Just trouble with one drawn towards the centre, I think, here. So it looks like the other runners will be pulled out of the boxes. Right. Ahead of race number sure. 11, so a delay here at Sandown. We might hang around as what long as... What goes on? What goes on? Hopefully, if they can get it uh, underway in the next few minutes, we will take it. But just mention that Tomo's got a couple of talking points, and mm. I've been working overtime. And I'm going to do the traditional quiz, Bobby, for uh, yes. Jimmy Vandermart tonight, but it, yeah, won't be, it won't be on Greyhound Racing. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say what it's, it's not, on. Uh, let's not make it 70s music or something like yeah, that, please. Yeah, AFLW. I'm telling you now, I've, yes. I've, I've just got something in again. I've got something in mind, <laughs> and I, uh, I'll be very interest, interested to see how he goes. Uh, last at Sandown, I wish I win P155 Zin on track for the Tourac and Cox Plate Harley in. That's supposed to say hoppers, I'd say, but it says Beors. Might have had a few Beors. Empty box. I don't blame you, Harley. It's been a 14 no day weekend. Just as yet here, race 11. Enjoy it, brother. Gotta go back to work tomorrow. Here's the 11 to 10, down. I think they're going to get underway before we go to the first break on sale Sundays. Fearless Max, $1.80. Continued support for it, $5 little critter, and then out to $12 now. Must cross the red, Fearless Max. Must. So important. Out to $12 on fixed. Yeah, if he gets the front, he's 100 times better than if he's pressured, so... Come on, Phyllis. Right, put him in the yeah, boxes. Looks like we're ready for a move up again here. So take two of race number 11. So it'll be about a minute away. I'll tell you what's going to be very, very yeah, hard early doors. You're going to have to work a bit hard for us on track there, Popolenko, with so many debutants going around in a couple of those early races. Waves crashing the outside. Green light on here, race 11 at Sandown Park. Here's race 11 at Sandown. All set to go. 
Ready? Come on. Go on, Maxi. Way. And last Hasn't crossed. Fabrioli Yanis. Good pace here. Soda Extreme. Goes back. Inside leads first turn. Fearless Goes back. Max tries to get through behind and does. Roxy Smirnoff settles third. What do you reckon, Jimmy? Straight from Little Critter. Waves crashing in Fabrioli Yanis's last. So we close enough, enough hopefully. Fearless Max within three. There's a, there's a hole there. There's a gap. I'm on delay, so oh. I'm not sure. There was a gap there and it closed. But it's going to open up again. He might have to go around. I don't think it's going to be too hard now. Or is it? He's coming, Fearless. No. Over that gap, that gap little killed us. Critter, and All right. No, I don't think I'll get no, smoking. I don't think it's not gonna. I'm gonna need some help. We're gonna go for a break now. The first one on sale Sunday is from 5 p.m. for one more week. For all your info, tips, and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club, I will remind you on multiple occasions tonight. But we return next week to six o'clock start, and that'll help a hell of a lot. Because the first race is generally these days about 5.44 back in a moment. You're listening to Sale Sundays. You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 till 4. Would send Sale broke. Two to four. Unbelievable stuff. Hey, how many people took up that grand final deal, Popolenko? Uh, we booked out. We actually had to turn no, people away. Yeah, we, we turned people away. So what we did, James, we brought back the 70s. People always talk about the 70s. And so it was 50 cent pots, 25 percent, uh, 25 cent foreign 20 oh. pies, 25 cent hot dogs. He had to book a seat. So we had room for 140 or something. They booked out early in the week. And so we stopped the radio advertising, got a few warnings from the local authorities to keep a lid on and uh yeah so uh yeah no big day though good day and everyone was well behaved so credit where it was due they they didn't uh do it sometimes they can and let's try to fit as many in as they can and they all did a good job you gotta love jimmy how uh, bobby led that off with everybody talks about the 70s i mean i bet you're just walking down the street and people stop you in the street and say hey jimmy hey jimmy what about the 70s (laughs) how good was how good was david bowie at his peak I, I know Sale can sometimes be a little bit behind uh, Metro Melbourne, but, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think they're walking around chatting about the 70s uh, too often. But I, I must say, Poppy, for me, I went to Sale last week and, mate, it was like the 1880s where you'd, you'd just thieve a meal because uh, your good self organised the meal that you've been promising me for a long time. I got the, uh, yeah, I got the calamari salad, didn't I? And uh, absolutely sensational it was. So big credit to you, mate. Nothing beats a a free bit of tucker as well. I really enjoyed that. But no, that, that's brilliant, mate. And I think I think other clubs need to do more on a serious note of what the Sale Greyhounds do, like getting people to the track, seeing the amenities. Hopefully they come back, you know, today, spend a few more hours there, watch the Greyhounds and then fall in love with the sport of Greyhound racing. I think what you guys do as, as a club, as a bistro, as an entertainment facility is, is second to none. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's, it's funny, I hadn't mentioned this to you, Jay Bond, but um, and James, you'd be interested to hear this. About three weeks ago, uh, you know, you, when you see a new face, you, you wonder where they're from and what led them down here. And there, there was a young couple, when I say young, probably mid to late 30s with a young child. Mm-hmm. And they stayed here Four for most late of the 70s. Night. Yeah, 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 that's right. They had a meal. Uh, they you know, having a bit of a flutter on most races. Anyway, it was about, you know, the, the races had finished, the trials were on, and they were sort of still hanging around. I said, oh, how are you going? Enjoy the night. And they said, yeah, really good. They said, we've actually... We've come down two of the last three weeks. We used to listen to Sale Sundays. And as a result of listening to it, we thought, oh, you know what? Uh, let's go for a drive and just see what it's like down there. Anyway, they, they came down three weeks prior, as I said, and they'd spent two of the three weeks here. And 
They said, we actually quite love it. We're thinking of shifting to sale. We're actually thinking of shifting to sale. We're looking oh. for a place as we speak. And that all started from Sale Sundays. So, so, so Sale Sundays is now having an effect on real estate prices in the Gippsland region. <laughs> now, Jim, I mean, I mean we, you know, we set out with big goals. When we started the show, we set out with big goals. But yeah. I can tell you right now, we did not uh, get in touch with any of the major uh, building companies and say, I'll tell you what, or the auction companies and say, you better get ready because as soon as people hear this show, there's going to be a flood of people come down to sale that want to live down. That is... That is quite staggering, Pablinko. No, it's a great story. Now, th- this is just a rumour, but I hear Hutchie's been buying up real estate left, right, and centre down here as well. Yeah, that, well, that's that, that, that's not overly surprising, is it? Uh, and I, I, I did actually. I saw uh, Hutchie briefly. There was a little bit of a grand final party last night here in yeah. uh, in Melbourne, and I ran into uh, you. Would be uh, okay with Johnny Brooker? Would you not, uh, Pablinko? No, I don't. No, I don't know Johnny. Well, he's Brooker. in the sales team, and he just loves. And all he said to me now, it's fair to say, and I think Johnny won't mind me saying this. Everyone had a Chardonnay or two. He just looked at me at the bar and just yelled, "Sal Sundays, Sal <laughs> Sundays." And, and and then he said he'd spoken to Mitch, and then there was a further conversation, most of which I I didn't. I didn't quite catch in the loud environment, but um, it was it was a lovely little moment. So we, we are really sweeping the globe. We are sweeping the globe, Bobby. Now all we need some winners tonight. The uh, track record's pretty good, James. You need you uh, you got a you got a fair bit of pressure on you, to be honest. Uh, and it's going to come pretty quickly because uh, as far as poppy, poppy, release, poppy, yeah? poppy, yeah, poppy, my, poppy. Yeah, my mate. There's, there's no pressure, my friend. I've been on <laughs> sale, not sale Sundays, but I've been on the SEN network. The last three times when we've been doing the unit betting competition, and I've won them yeah. all. So there's absolutely no pressure. Okay. They're going to give right. me the king's cap, I think. So yeah, there's maybe pressure on me at sale oh, yeah, on yeah, a yeah, Sunday yeah. because I haven't performed yet, Poppy. But I am in good form. And yet, okay. and also before, uh, I just want to, I just want to also reiterate before uh, last Thursday where uh, Jimmy jumped on, I, I, I'd won the Thursday night lids fly four weeks in succession. So I don't think there's much pressure on anybody. You know what? There is pressure on Jimmy. Peacock's been saying for some time that you wanted to get back on Sale Sundays so you could put excrement on uh, on Poppy the entire time. And you've actually been relatively kind so far. He gave it's you a bit of a look in there. When he says oh, there's pressure on, nah, he gave you a little bit of a look in. He showed his chin to you. Hey, I, I would have a bit of a dig at, at the great Popolinko, but honestly, he delivered the, the free meal that he's been promising me for 15 years, so I'm sort of just backing off on the great man just for now. Um, but yeah, I am expecting that to become a bit of a, a regular occurrence now, Poppy, so the pressure's yeah. on, mate. I don't want to bury, I don't want to bury the lead here, because you're a vegetarian, yeah, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, the oh, carbonara yes, pasta. No, no, I, 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 I just heard about the calamari. I heard about the calamari. Are you a, are you a, a pescatarian or a vegetarian? Or are you pescatarian. A ve- you're a pescatarian, so... Nah. You'll have a bit I'm of fish. A, I'm a pescatarian. I, I, I actually, to be honest, I've, I've been tucking out that often lately. I forgot what I had. Poppy's right. I had the uh, the vegetarian carbonara, and it was absolutely sensational. Let me and tell I reckon you. it was a garlic, garlic and cheese focaccia. What was that Don't word, what was that word again, Bobby? Oh, yeah. I'm going to... I reckon the favourite... Do you like one here in race 12 at Sandown, Jimmy? I, I think the favourite probably wins. I do. Fly. I like Hay Scooby from the outside. He is down streets in class, this dog, and I, I don't mind him from a wide draw either. I think there's, there's just no pressure in the race for him. Stupefy, disappointing, I think, last time in the race won by Cardigan Girl, but uh, he's also coming back in class. But 
I think each way, hey, Scooby, if you play the tote, you're probably going to end up with $3, $3.50 a win and close to even money a place. So I'd be gambling responsibly as always, but I'd be each way playing that. And race nine, the Tessarossa stakes isn't far away, sand down over the fence at the gallops. And I did hear on a podcast uh, Peter Moody chatting about I wish I win when I was driving home the other night from uh, Terrelgan or Sale, I think it was. And he was, uh, this is about a week ago, he was in that, uh, that group one, I think it was, at Caulfield. Um, was an emergency, didn't get a start, but they were that confident that uh, I wish I win was going to win that. So therefore, in a listed race here, uh, you would think would be very hard to beat. But a little bit of a tidbit for you lads. Yeah. Ayrton, number one. Uh, I called this horse in the Terrelgan trials before it started racing. So that's uh, that's probably the best horse I've ever called, uh, Ayrton. So bit of a bit of a tidbit for you there, but uh, I'd expect uh, they would run the Quinella, but I'm with I wish I'd win. All right, I'm with the four here at 10, and here we go. Five from four coming through, Sean on Mercado and Hey Scooby out deep as they leave the straight. Settling off those oh, runners. Oh, Bon and Van. Bon and Van. Bon's holding it, Van early. Van's dropped back. Bon, Van. Bon. Bon, Van. Van coming again. He comes home out of the Van. He's in the Van. He's after me. He's after me, but I'm holding the rail. I'm holding the rail. I'm going to burn. He's charging at me, though. He's too good. He's gonna, I told you, I reckon he's going to have a night tonight, the Ben. Somebody come take me home. It's a damn cold It's a damn cold night. Here we go. Away we go. There's no pressure, Poppy. No pressure at all. No, We're away. No, you're away. You now, are away. I'm just going to go back through. That's a classic sorry, 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 song, too. Oh, it's an absolute classic ba- song. Avril. Avril, Classic Avril. Song. Oh, she's my whole past. How good is Avril? Even Avril. back in the day. Yeah. He was a boy. And she I was, was a girl. girl. Well, Could I make it any more obvious? All right. Um, what else <laughs> do we have from Sandown? So Harley yeah, in Hoppers. No. Yeah, the Gallops. The Gallops. Yeah, the I wish gallops. I win uh, for Harley and Hoppers. And Maddie Field needs, doesn't want needs the three. At fifty-one dollars at Sandown for the quaddy. Oh, Maddie! Holy Jesus! Wanted to lick him. Doing Maddie. Wanted to lick him. That's what Maddie does. That's what Maddie. He got a thirty-dollar winner last night on the Greyhounds when I was uh, on air, and I think there might have been one more. Ronnie, Uh, I'm laying the fade. He's laying. I wish I win. Good service of query and backing air. I'll tell you one thing. Who's now famous because of Jimmy Vandermart and each way play. I'm not an option. Yes, Jimmy. Yeah, if Catalyst can win, uh, you'd be surprised. The last start at the Valley was was poor, but um, did have form to Alligator Blood uh, during the early part of 2020, and, and that's when Alligator Blood was absolutely flying. I think it was the Guineas uh, that, that he finished off sixth in Catalyst, but Gravina raced in that race at the Valley last start behind Asar, came from a mile back, was, was pretty much running with Catalyst, and then was able to beat at home by about three or four lengths, and, and coming into today's race, they're effectively the same weight. So you would think Gravina would finish ahead of Catalyst, but that doesn't always happen. But I think I wish I win Annette and uh, a really a class above here and, and they'll dominate the race. And hopefully, I wish I win is the one that uh, that gets the job done at the odds-on price. Well, Catalyst, it's amazing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's amazing your fortunes change because Catalyst was going to be um, a really big deal. Well, it's one half million dollars, early doors, but it was going to be... Yeah. Uh, but it happens in greyhound racing, it happens in harness racing, it happens in thoroughbred racing that... Big things sometimes turns little things, don't they? I'm not, that's not just a boy that I'm quoting there, but yes. Well, the, yeah, Jimmy? <laughs> the, um, 
I was going to say, Catalyst, that the form, the longer that this horse has stayed in Australia, the form's probably tapered off more and more, really. So, look, it's probably not the worst 50 to 1 chance if, if uh, he could, the, the six year old gelding, recapture that form when second to Alligator Blood. And I know they were the, the talk of the town back then a couple of years ago. That was right when COVID was hitting. So, We'll see what plays out, Chester Ross Estates, but I think I wish I wins a, a pretty good horse on the up. Open-minded's in front here. Grav- uh, Imperial Lads outside it and not far off them, I reckon, at the moment, is Gravina. I'm trying to look where the favourites are, so Ayrton and I wish I win. Um, back in the field, having to make their runs. He's going to follow Ayrton's butt all the way through. Ayrton's about to... Ayrton's hitting top gear. I wish I wins just left a touch flat-footed at this point. Big time. It's trying to wind into it through its gears now. Ayrton's about to hit the front. Ayrton's trying to remember. I was called at the Terrell controls by Jimmy Vanderman. I've got to win. He's not going. Oh, here he goes. Descending. I wish I hadn't killed that fish. Beats Ayrton. Oh, Jesus. A little uh, Gravina ran a bit of a race, too. I've just... Uh, Done all right there, to be honest. Tell you what, it was a very nice. Four. I wish I win from Ayrton. Bandersnatch was the the one thumping home at the First end. First up from a break. There's a bit of an eye catcher uh, from Bandersnatch, I reckon, mm. going forward. Yeah, I had four, two. Yeah, one, big run. Ten. In your pick four. I know, but I had, I had one for, I did a uh, first four. <laughs> so I had the one for eleven for first, one two for eleven for second. <laughs> And I don't know what I've done here. I've done one, two, four, eleven for second, and I've done one, four, five, eleven for third. I, I, d- I don't know what people I've done. People say, people say I'm an eccentric and unique absolutely. character, but I, 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 I reckon you're not far behind me sometimes, Poppy. I like it. Wow. I'm, I'm unique, but you, it's, well. yeah. Anyway, right. oh, God, that's annoying. <laughs> were you were you rushed? Were you, were you, did you go to the EBT and, the, and some sale patrons were I don't know were hassling you? Oh, I don't know what I've done there. I've done that psychology degree. I can always talk to you. We can talk through yeah, this. I need time. John, I think you need time. I think you need to talk <laughs> through it. I think that we can therapise you back into a position where you can put bets on that you want to put on rather than very I mean, unusual ben, things. Second, but not as third and fourth. I don't. I don't even know what I'm thinking. I might you, have pressed the wrong button. Maybe. <laughs> well. To, honestly, at this point, I'm hoping you pressed the wrong button. I'm hoping that wasn't a, a decision where you looked at the form and went, I'll tell you what, yeah. if Bandersnatch runs a race here, he I can't run third or fourth, he can only ever run second. Yeah. I can't see him finishing any lower than second, but if he does, he'll be way down. He's, he'll be second or nothing. So hopefully that was a situation of hitting the wrong number. Are you all right, Bobby, by the way? No, no, it's uh, taking the wind out of my sails. The pressure's on me. I'm, I'm feeling the pressure. Here's a question. Can we just <laughs> Yeah, right. It feels like I'm on Triple M tonight, isn't it? There's a lot of music playing. One for Poppy. Yep. Do I, oh, this is a, Answer this any which way you like, Poppolenko, but it's, it's actually not a bad question. But, uh, in fact, I'm definitely not known for my diplomacy, and you're, again, not far behind me, I would have thought. Do other clubs consult with Sale asking for advice or it's totally competitive among the clubs? No, they don't ask for advice, but I don't feel as though it's competitive either. Look, there is the sharing of ideas, especially for the guys within Gippsland. So Tony Mitchell and now Olivia Alcock, who we spoke to just a few weeks ago, we sort of keep in touch with what everyone's doing. And actually, you know, we started the show off talking about Geelong's great effort. I I guess I could let you know. We We haven't got the signature yet, but I'm pretty confident that maybe one of Geelong's greatest ever players will be the face of the Gippsland Carnival, Trelgan. 
uh, Warrigal and Sale Cups, and he'll be on course for each of those three cups. And um, I, I reckon greatest. he might be a bit of a draw card. Remembering, of course, the last few years we've had blocks mm. of Max Gorn and, you know, uh, Matty Lloyd and uh, Dane Swan and Simon Goodwin came down earlier this year. So I reckon this one's probably bigger than all of them. Can you give us an obscure clue? Yeah. Um, he uh, passed his son over to the captain as the team ran out on the field yesterday to start the mm, game. That, that's big. I thought it might be him. Gee, Yeah. Look. In my, so in, in, in my, in my uh, not-so-humble opinion, I've said this before, I reckon, on Ed, uh, Jimmy, but I, I rate him as the best footballer. Not the, not the most, um, mm. n- you know, his dad was a more uh, glamorous player, uh, Wayne Carey and Dusty, but for, for consistency over his career, he's the best player I've ever seen, Gary Ablett Jr., yeah, no, nah, look, I, I'd pretty much agree with you, mate. An absolute freak. And even even going up and, and, and getting the Gold Coast up and running and, and still being able to impact games the, the way that he could. And he had those injuries too toward the end of his career. He was, I've seen him play games where he was literally using one arm and, and was still able to, you know, play a, play a ripping game. But a Gippsland boy as well at heart, isn't he? He was sort of brought up in Druid area or something, wasn't he? Bobby doesn't. We'll comment on that in a moment. Sorry, over. I was just talking to Dorney Johnson uh, about something. Um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Dorney. Uh, yeah, so I'll just have a quick chat. Um, yeah, so Druin boy. But basically, he is. So that going to be great for the Warrigal Cup. So the Warrigal Cup's on Friday, the thirteenth of January. Of course, Trogan Cup is on Australia Day and our Cup on Boxing Day. But um, I, I reached out to Gary about three or four weeks ago, and we basically agreed to terms. It's just a matter of now signing off. So. You know, I, I say that, and you should never sort of jump too early, but, um, yeah, look, he'll be great. Great timing with Geelong winning the Premiership for the first time in a decade and Gary, uh, mm. Gary being a former player of the club. I, look, I think it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great to have him on course. We're going to go for a break. I'll tell you what, Poppy. Yeah, go, gonna be, go, Jim. Just before we go, it's going to be very, very disappointing, Bonners, if Ablett yes, uh, isn't the face of the Gippsland no. Carnival after yeah. Poppy's just delivered that huge uh, hot-off-the-press news. Admittedly, I did sit parked outside of him and press him for the information, but um, I remember when Richmond won the flag and beat Geelong at the end of uh, uh, Gaz's career, yes. that the Richmond players put their medals away in um, in respect for him. And later on, being a tennis lover yourself, we'll talk about this, I reckon. Hopefully it's not one of Tomo's talking points, but the tears and the great sportsmanship that's gone down recently with Nadal and, and Federer and the Labor Cup, I, uh, some of the best footage I reckon I've ever seen in sport. We'll go for a break. Come back more Sale Sundays in a moment. You're listening to Sale Sundays. You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 to 4. PM this week at least. For all your info, tips and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. Um, she's a star. Bonners, Harley and Hoppers. I reckon that might have been about the great Avril and Miles Fitzner. Fitzmagic, the Milo man. He was in great form last night. Quinella Exacta. Of the decade salutes, best wins like winks. That was I wish I win. Nice end to a bad day. SEN track at G Hall 27. Giddy up, Gareth Hall. Right. I don't know what we're going to do with this first race at sale, Jimmy, but. Um, do you want me to give you a hand? Yeah, play. Oh. I'll be looking down the bottom. I'll be looking at the uh, the seven and the eight. I'll be overlooking the favourite, the three, and uh, just having a quick peek based on some of the track watches, thinking seven and eight might be, uh, might be in the picture. Okay. Mm. JVDM. I love, I love the fact that Poppy's going with the uh, 
the three as the favourite, and it's a five dollar chance. But we'll oh, let Poppy off there. Uh, that's my first. You know, in, 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 sorry, in, in, I can't see, but Napier yeah. Bale. He's always looking. At, he's looking at the, the tote, and he's also <laughs> wondering. He's still looking oh, at the, yeah. the Bandersnatch oh. ticket and going, "Where the hell is it? It's got to be here for third. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed the watchdogs. <laughs> no, that's it. That was good news uh, too. Nah, that's all right, mate. We'll let you off, Poppy. Uh, Thank but you, good mate. news as well that I've been able to bounce on and tip us a winner at the horses. That's uh, always a, a nice yes. start there with I wish yep. I win beating Ayrton. And, yeah, Gravina getting home fourth and Poppy bugging up the first four somehow. <laughs> but, look, I'm going to probably go with number eight, uh, Jet Lee Spolly, trained by the Spoljaricks on the track. And Stephen Spoljaric does do a lot of trialling down there at Sale. And, and this Greyhound's by Dramore's Pearl, who has dropped a couple of decent dogs. So... I don't think it's a race that's overly deep, to be honest. I know they're only unraced first starters, but just by having a look at the uh, the way the market is, and, and Rio Ripley has raced and, and hasn't done a great deal and is steady, if not backed in late, four twenty into four dollars. So, and even the red was uh, beaten a mile at the first run and has been uh, twenty six into fifteen. So immediately that tells me the first starters aren't doing a hell of a lot. So therefore, it's a raffle race and. Look, if anything, I'll, I'll, I'll have an each-way play on the eight, but more than most likely we'll sit back and wait for a few of the better bets a bit later on, boys. I agree with that. Um, we are going to play some music here, uh, Tom Bang, because even though this is one of the most, uh, the least confident party pups in the history of the world, I'm going with Jet Li Spolly as well. They backed it late. They've waited, 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 wait, oh, wait, and they've had to go late. Remember, Just going back out to 50. Mm-hmm. You remember the film Zulu? Yes. When the, when the British Michael Caine? Yeah. And, and, wait. Wait. Hold it. Great yeah, Michael Caine. Great movies. Great line. Great movies. Here's a bit of trivia early for you, Poppy. What's what's Michael Caine's real na- first na- oh. real name? No, I don't know. Morris Micklewhite. Wow. Didn't know that. She was only 19. Yeah. Anyway. A little bit of the Italian job. I love that Port Macquarie, Macquarie has run about five minutes late, and yet we've held for it for sale. But that's um, that's the way things work. So we will be getting to sale in a moment. Lots of debutants here. The money. Uh, Rio Ripley's been supported a little bit late as well. The check. Uh, nothing for the three. Jet Lee Spolly was supported and has drifted out a little bit late. Nothing for White Wine. It's been. It's a Moscato. It's been 5.50 out of 12. And uh, Napier Bale's been solid in the market. But we're about to get to sale. We're a minute over start time for the Clark on Weir. The Michael Clark on Darren Weir, this one. Race one at I'll, sale. I'll give you the details on the Clark on Weir race name in a minute. All right. I'd like that. We're about to go $7 at the moment. Hopefully we can uh, we can get the job done here. The information based on legendary track watcher, (laughs) Rob Popplestone. Beautiful weather conditions for racing here at Sale. And the first race about to get underway with the green light on. Come on, come on. Green light. That sounds like a podcast. Green light on. Racing. Good Nathan one, too. About third away, showing pace was Fez and Yep, 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 sort of, yep, 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 yes, yep, 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 no, yes, get back, don't stay out wide there, it's all, drop, bang, oh, wow, he killed him, let's go, We don't even have anything to work with. Metro Sydney, 
we had something to work with. Incredible stuff, Jimmy. Well, sometimes, mate, having less to work with is actually a good thing because everybody's in the same boat and you can break it down a bit easier. Um, and, and playing the market is such a good thing to do as well because the, the greyhounds that had raced, there wasn't a great deal of money for and the majority of the field drifted. And, and as we said, the eight trained locally on the track, so you know uh, this, this dog would have trialled there ten times before it even raced. And, and even the favourite, Napier Bale, was pretty steady at 2.20. Poppy gave us the inside word, which is that little bit of a push we needed. And uh, oh, the party dog gets he, home he, he in watched, the top tote in excess of double figures. He watches Huge. a lot. He watches. I'll tell you what. Um, what we do, you know, we move forward very quickly. One thing that I did look at is in the in race two, there's a litter mate going around in Spolly John who's also on debut. Have, oh. have we got similarly um, promising intel there? No, I haven't. After that, between now and the next break and race two, I'll tell you what. I don't reckon that. I don't reckon anything. Get the, get the inside info, Poppy. Please do because I don't reckon. Anything, have a look at this, boys. Seven fifty. Seven fifty into five dollars, Bonners. Seven fifty into five dollars. The four in the in the first update. So that tells you straight away it's obviously got ability. The red was solid on debut without being anything special. So I reckon if uh, if the four is as good as the the first winner, which judging by the market you would suggest it is, if Poppy can get us that inside word, is this dog as good as the first one, Spolly John? Is it as good as Jet Li Spolly? I reckon it's something in race number two. All right now. Jimmy and Bond, let's get your best bets and quaddies so the family can make some investments. Let's start with best bets. Um, <clears throat> do you want to go first, Jimmy Vandermort? Race nine, number two, Black Sail. Each way best bet of the night. I think small field will suit the 520 suits. And he's a he's a very, very fast greyhound. He loves an inside draw, and I think he can just tuck in and, and prove too good. So he's my each way best bet of the night, race nine, number two. And we wait to the last hour for that at 17 past eight. All right. Um, I'm go- what a start tonight, fellas. Let's fill up. Well, that's a hell of a start, isn't it? $10 chance rolls in. Sorry, uh, Tom Bain? And a party dog, too. Who's on that? Pe- Peacock likes Black Sail as well. There you go. Okay. Best of the night itself on the Peacock. Who's, yeah, who's still to... tipping from uh, foreign lands? Yes. Uh, yes, Bobby. Who's that? Who's that? Peacock's on it as well. He's still who, tipping from foreign peacock? lands. He's gone, who's that bloke? No, I'm, I'm just joking, mate. I'm saying we don't need him. We don't need him. Look at us tonight. We're flying. Is I think easy? Peacock's done. I think a... he's gone. Stay <laughs> there. Stay in Bali. We don't need your Peacock. Uh, <laughs> he can be a foreign funny. correspondent. Um, Bobby. Uh, race 10, number 7. It's going to be short, but trialled the absolute house down. Uh, so says that same watcher. Ooh. So the better the night, race 10, number 7. Well, well, that's, um, that's a so nice... So just keep that in mind, that's that, all. That's a nice segue, because I've got two best, and one of them is race 10, number 7. Wow. Wolfie. Yeah, okay. um, it looks a dead set moral for mine. And earlier in the night, race 3, I reckon yes. from the pink, Volkanovski is the other one that is uh, have a little multi, I reckon, with race three, number eight, and race ten, number seven, Wolfie, and gamble responsibly. We call one 858 if you have a problem, but I reckon there might be a nice little cheap kill with those two, to be honest. Are you, are you, are you liking Volkanovski, Jimmy? Yeah, mate, I'm pretty keen as well. I, one thing I am keen on is letting Poppy go for a minute so he can hunt down this uh, this inside word on Spolly John because I think if we can get that word from you, Poppy, that uh, that this second one's as good, if not better, than the first one, I think we can make something because this race is not deep at all, the second. No. So right. if this one can run 25, 30, Poppy, like the first one. 
Go, go, Poppy, go. We, we give you five minutes off, mate, if you can deliver us the winner. Well, JVDM, um, I, already, I, already yeah, right, I already had written down here in the notes, basically. Oh, yeah, Poppy. Um, there, was, there was already a, a bit of early support for Spolly John, and you just look at races like that where there's a debut on. I, yeah. There's nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing to be frightened of of the one of what the race runners really is there. If this thing's got ability... Mate. You with me? I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I think, honestly, like you say, the, the race form, number three, 22 starts. They've tried it over the distance because she's no good over the sprint. It's, it's harsh, but it's true. Um, number two, Cosmic Meadows uh, has not done anything at all. Form is, is horrific. Um, number one, Rio Blaze is the favourite, $1.40. It went 25.69 first start. That's, that's five, six lengths behind what the, uh, the winner of the first race tonight went. So... It's clearly nothing spectacular, and it was a $5 chance first run. And number six, Cruising Chloe. Look, another one, no, no disrespect, but her form is very, very ordinary. So I honestly think if this blue has any ability whatsoever, he is not going to find an easier race than what he's against here. And I'm telling you now, he's into 420 while we're talking brother, here, Jim. He wins. He's into 420 while we're talking. I think he wins. I, look, I'm waiting for Poppy to give us the news that this dog's as good, if not better, than that first one, and then I'm all over it. I feel like we're actually losing the prize while we're waiting for this to happen because I, I think it. I half think it's already on. Yeah, but what what happens, mate, if, if Poppy comes back and says, no, nah, this is the dud of the litter. He's 15 lengths behind the other one. But right, um, yeah. I think a lot of people sitting at home will be doing exactly what we are going, well, if this one's similar ability, it's going to win. So, there's, simple as that. There's no doubt, uh, Sale Sundays, as we know, taking over the globe, changing real estate prices in Gippsland. People listen, and that the only thing is, you, won't, you wonder whether our confidence in us talking it up is getting it into $4.20 uh, more than anything else. So, we do need to wait for this critical information from Popolenko. Uh, and he's got the... Well, he's got the track watchers' information on Wharf in, in uh, a ladder race, and it mustn't have been Stephen in particular that he spoke to. I don't think it was. Might have been just the the track watcher rather than Stephen earlier with the first winner. But we've got Spolly John now into four twenty. I can't believe Rio Blazer is a dollar forty. I, I mention this all the time, this comparison. But Winks barely started shorter yeah. than a dollar forty in her career, and you've got Rio Blazer. Who's had one start beaten seven and a half mm. lengths in I, in a very moderate time at dollar forty. I tell you, I tell you why, mate. It's purely because when the punters have done the form on this race, they've done process of elimination. It's as simple as that. And the, what's that, Poppy? Uh, sorry, boys. Have uh, you got news down. there or no? Yeah, 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 I have. I went and had, had a chat to Spolly. I'll take that one. Thanks, Jess. I uh, went and had a chat and? to Spolly and Johnny Borland. I said, "What do you think, Johnny?" He said, "Well, it depends on how good Spolly's is. If it's not as good as the Spolly's first is. one, I, I can win." So I said to Spolly, what do you reckon? He said, I reckon it's a couple of lengths slower than the first winner. But in saying that, I backed it because I think it can win. I, I, I'm, a couple of lengths is enough. Well, it makes, it makes it a close race now, doesn't it? Yeah, if, he, if he's saying two lengths, I think it's enough to but win. One of them's, but one of them's, and also if, one of them's... If, if, if uh, the what, great man... Sorry, Jimmy, one of them's $1.40, one of them's oh. four twenty. Still. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah, I look on form. If this one's a couple of lengths behind the other one and it goes twenty five fifty, well, it should be even money favourite because the other one went twenty five sixty six first up. So, no, look, I, I think we still stick with Spotty John. I, I I agree. I think the value's there. You'd be mad to back the red, knowing what you know the four is obviously capable of doing. I'm telling you now, though, if Spotty the great man had to turn around to us and said that this dog's two or three lengths quicker than the first one, he'd be as good a thing as a moral at four dollars twenty. So we appreciate Poppy uh, being the. Uh, the on-track correspondent there. I feel like he's almost, you know, 
what, what do they do? They send them over to like Afghanistan and places like that yep. to, to report on things over to all, too all these places Nowhere all around the world. I feel like that's what Poppy's doing, yeah. Yeah, but they said, they said to Poppy, would you like to go to Afghanistan or Ukraine or sail? And he said, I'll go to sail. This time I'll go to sail. Next time I'll do a more dangerous sail. A couple of texts here. White dogs can be fruitful in a poor race where bunching can happen on the bend. Nice tip from Shannon Bottles Bay. That was the first winner. Spolly John. Same from Shannon. Um, is being smashed as you guys wait. Yes. And another texter here, and I don't... I'll just pull you up slightly here for this texter. Two scratchings in sale race two. That has affected the price, boys. Well, it hasn't because they were early because uh, nah. Tudor Folk has been a massive drifter. Cosmic Meadows, drifter. Cruising Chloe, drifter. Rio Blazer has held its price. The only one they've come for here after those early scratchings is Spolly John. Break time. Back very soon. More sale Sundays coming up. You're listening to Sale Sundays. You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 to 4. I'm just sitting there like it is. Bubblestone is on track. Jimmy Benamon on a jitsy link. Jib on in. Right. Welcome back. Sale Sundays from 5pm. This week only. Well, for many weeks. Till next week. Then six. Now, Jimmy, are we are we going with... It's into $3.80 now. We're tipping it, aren't we? Oh, we have to, mate. Uh, we have to tip uh, Spotty John. I, one thing I am tipping is that... Uh, creamy coloured jacket that you've got on there, mate. Uh, you're all style, aren't you? We're seeing you on the Jitsi link at the moment and yeah, rolling. Is that just the white T-shirt under the suit jacket? Like, that, that's swagger if I've ever seen it. Yeah, no. I, I, talk about, you know, because <laughs> it, as you'll notice these days, everyone talks about the 70s a lot. But I, uh, I, I there was a band called Colour Me Bad in the 80s and they, they rocked the T-shirt under, un, underneath the, uh, the sports jacket, the blazer. Rocked it last night. It, it, it just... It just sets people off a little bit. They're like, how arrogant must you be to think you can wear a T-shirt under a blazer? I did go shopping today. I didn't buy any new blazers today, but I found three or four more. I've already got about 12 of them. If I'm sick for anything in life, beautiful women, and blazers. I just love a good... Politics is my my (laughs) go-to. So I'll, uh, I'll be heading down there for the spring carnival to get a couple more and also for... The various obligations in the media that I do partake in. Race two, it's $1.40 still. So, hey, real, Jay Bond, I want yeah. to talk to you after this race yeah. about Robbie Williams talking about wearing a T-shirt under a jacket. How he cool is that? He, very cool. And let's have a bit of a chat about him because he got, well, some people weren't happy with him, but I don't know why. I mean, I thought it was sensational. It's a national obsession just to... Yeah, to bag people. Just to it? bag people in Australia yeah. sometimes, isn't it? And also... I think people are so used to... There have been, let's be... I mean, we're, we're all aware that there's been some very poor entertainment... Sure. ...at the AFL Grand Final over the years. But I thought, Jimmy... I thought Robbie was superb. I can't think of a better one. I, I, I believe, from what I heard this morning, what he got paid, you'd, you'd, you'd want to be reasonably solid. Oh, OK. It was slightly more than Mark Brady got paid to host the... Um, the GRV <laughs> Awards night, just just marginally, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, he, he'd want to be good. But he, like, there's a few people that are just world-class acts when it comes to that, like swagger, entertainment, everything. And I, you're going to have to tell me if you've known anybody personally that didn't like it in a, in a minute, uh, Bobby, because yep. I, I can't have it. Here's Ray's to it, so. Moving in. 
Race number two of her, the maiden. Come on, Spall. Just the five runners, two contestants. They've just basically abandoned everything in this race because well, the favourite really the hasn't moved. Is there. Race number two. Set. Oh. No walls. Racing. Rio Blazer got out okay. Has he stepped well? They're the squeezing. But he doesn't know what he's doing, Spolly. They've kicked about five. He doesn't know. He, he, he doesn't know. He, up on the inside of it, Tudor Folk. And last was Spolly John off the back. And it's the odds on. That's not a yard, is it? Rio Blazer about a length and a half in front. Cruising Chloe is sticking to its guns. About eight lengths to Tudor Folk. Favourite might get rolled, though. Favourite's going to get rolled, I reckon. Cruising Chloe. Cruising Chloe. Where are you, big fella? Well, it's terrible, wasn't it? Big fella's daughter, his uh, name Chloe. Different spelling. The C-L-O-E isn't used that often, but uh, it was just a massive drifter. 13 goes, five placings. What time have they run? 25.40. Uh, 25.40. You'd have to think if Spotty John, like, he, like you said in the call, uh, Bonnie, he just didn't know what he was doing. He jumped all, all right. He was sort of a little slow, but... Then he just sort of laid straight in on top of them and uh, brought himself unstuck. Did Spolly John, not exactly what the doctor ordered, but uh, good news is uh, that's two races down. I think we've got about uh, eight or nine more before we finish up the uh, the three hours, mate. So racing's only going to get bigger and better from here, and uh, I'm pretty keen on a few. I, I, I agree with you in the next, uh, Bond, the, uh, the UFC fighter, isn't it, uh, Volkanovsky? I think it'll be pretty hard to beat in the third. So, I mean, training them yourself, uh, Jimmy, the, like, it seemed to me, not only did he not know what he was doing, but as soon as he touched another greyhound, he was like, oh, yeah. like that's, that, 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 that felt weird. I don't, I don't, I don't. Do you have those greyhounds that are just like, they're, they're sort of, they're unprepared. You've got to send them to the races at some point, but they're unprepared for yeah. the field of battle, so to speak. Yeah, look, there's definitely greyhounds that um, that will will prosper against the field, and others with a little experience who who will struggle against opposition. And he definitely seemed like a greyhound that a may not have had a, a lot of field experience. So um, a lot of the time, if dogs are showing potential, when you do give them a field trial before they start racing, they they'll, they'll quite often win the trial by such a margin that they actually don't get any any challenges, so they don't feel the pressure of another greyhound in the race. So. I think a lot of the time you'll see the form guide read with a greyhound who's had one or two starts, not done a great deal, and then start three, start four, they can they can often turn it around pretty quickly. But personally, I, I like to educate them so they have that first start. You're confident yeah. they've been with other dogs. Um, they've raced competitively and they've raced well against other oppositions. So a lot of the time it depends on the, on the races that are available that, that trainers will sometimes go, well, look, there's a, there's a rich maiden series on. This dog has been flying. We've only had one field trial, but we're, we're going to back that that's enough for this dog to, you know, to, to have the class to be able to start. But everybody trains them a little bit differently. But but personally, I, I like to think when you... And I'm not saying that Spotty hasn't done this with, with that dog. Like, he, he might have had 15 field trials, but he might just be a silly dog in a field where he, he doesn't, you know, pick the gaps as well. But I think it's it's important to try and prepare them and and put them in at that first start, knowing that, that you're confident with their, their racing, I guess, prowess. I'm having a look right now um, at my old hometown. I know exactly where that is in Geelong and people setting off fireworks. <laughs> it is, and I'll say it forever, it is the city of dreams. It's the city of heartbreak as well, but it's the city of... You can see the cops rolling down the street there. That's, um, that might be Moorable Street or... Yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't hurt people. Hopefully they enjoyed the night. Uh, Petey Johnson being taken away in an ambulance there. That's uh, that's unfortunate, but you'll be okay.
Right, we'll get stuck into some more winners soon, but right now, Pobolenko, are you there? Yes, I am indeed. Have you got a pen and a pad? I have indeed. Ready uh, to go, boys. Let's do a quaddy call then. Time for the quaddy call. All thanks to the quaddy app. Curated picks from SEN Tracks Pro Punters. Download today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, I'll go first because I reckon Jimmy Vandermart's going to be a lot uh, a lot leaner and meaner than me. I'm, I'm, I just want to get the quaddy. And I've got, there's Not really. One, there's one in particular who is an absolute jet plane who I want to get beaten. Uh, and his name is Panama Canal. But, all right, let's, um, let's go through the quaddy. Here's mine, Pablanco. Ready to go, race five. Pretty much the field in the first league. One, two, four, six, seven, eight. One, two, four, six, seven, and eight. One, six, and seven. One, six, and seven. One, two, and four. One, two, and four. Two, six, and eight. Two, six, and eight. So what's that? Fifty dollars will end up with thirty point eight seven percent. I've already done the math. All right, very good, James. What are you thinking? Leg number one, uh, Mr. Robert Popplestone from Sale. I'm going the field. Field first leg, pretty, yep. pretty much the same. You happy with that? The field, yes. I'll get, I'll, I'll get the first leg. I actually yeah, thought Vance Bale wasn't bad at Hillsville two starts ago, so I'll, uh, I'll get the first leg. Second leg, I agree. I think Panama Canal's a risk. I think if he jumps cleanly, he'll win. But the speed of maxed out, honestly, two and even Kasai uh, could put a bit of heat on him here. So I'm going one, three, and seven, which is one, three, three and seven. Yep. Uh, next leg. I'm going with two zipping Dixie and four Lakeview Bonnie. Two and four. Two and four. Been racing yes. well, Lakeview Bonnie. And we heard off the text line the punters are keen. And the final leg, I went with two security man who's now trained by Jess Hopkins, Panama Canal's yes. trainer. Three Shivano, who yep. actually beat one of ours at Hillsville not too long ago, Aston Scorcher. And I think he's won two or three since, so the form's good. Um, Aston, uh, number six Garrett, I'm putting in as well. And also, yep. I'm really taken by the eight Awesome Swan. Uh, The Omen tip on Thursday in the lead-up to the grand final showed breathtaking speed, I think, will lead. So that will get you uh, $168 of a quaddy if you can get it for 100% there. That didn't make a lot of sense, what I just said then, but... I know what you mean. Well, we're we're, we're actually... uh, uh, I I know I'm on the right track, Popolenko, when I'm I'm tipping similar to the Peacock or Jimmy Vandermart, and those quaddies aren't... They're pretty, too dissimilar. They're pretty close yeah. to the mark, aren't they? Well, why don't we do... I must we, have well, learned well, a thing or two along the way somewhere. You have. Hey, while we're hot, why don't we do our uh, staying alive for six, a place getter in each of the races between races five and ten? Well, the only way we can do that is if I hear the BGs. If I don't hear Barry Gibb, I'm not doing it. Now, on Sale Sundays, it's time for the boys to try and stay alive for six. Use my woman. I'm a woman, man. No time no to talk. talk. I am a woman's man. No, I'm not. I'm a one woman. I feel like it's man, man. an easy staying alive for six, lads. I think this is an easy right. one tonight. Well, why don't you go first, James? As a I'll as get a dog here. Guest. I'll go uh, race five. Yeah, my guest. I'm not a guest. I'm part of the team, Poppy. Come on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> race five. I'm with. <laughs> no, he always calls me a guest, Poppy. If you're on more than twice a year, you're not a guest. Okay. Um, race five, I'm with number two, Nicholson Bale. He's like, yes. he's like Sean um, Pennell, I feel Brad like I Pitt should be France. going to seven. Oh, mate, this this is the, the hardest one to start mm. off with, too. If you get through that, I reckon I'll be staying alive all night. Um, race nine, Panama Canal, number one. Oh, race seven, number four, Lakeview Bonnie. Race, come on, yep. Poppy. Yeah, no, we're writing one number down. 
Yeah, I know, but um, she went from race, race one, eight, race number nine, eight, race seven, awesome race eight, eight, yes. <laughs> Race six? Yeah, I'm confused. I, I we'll have to double-check these. I feel like you've lost the plot, yeah. Okay. Race nine, I'm with two black sail. Oh, see, no. And I think Wharfie won't, uh, won't miss a place, number seven. All right, so I haven't got a... I so got a it's two Nicholson Vale, one Panama yep. Canal. Yep. Yep, Panama Canal. Two, yep. one. Two, 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 is poppy. Was it, was it two seven, the, number four, Lakeview Bonnie. Yep. Race eight. Shut up, Pa Bon. We don't need you chipping in. Race eight, number eight. Race nine, number two, and race ten, number seven. Have you got that, Papalico? I have, mate. Thank you for that. Well done. It was pretty straightforward after you repeated it. Thank you. Hey, Jay Bon. What about yourself, big guy? I love it, Jimmy. The last person who told me to shut up is is, is now in the Heighton Cemetery right now. He's alongside a couple of family members. So. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, We're good mates, mate. We get along. We, we can do it. You're a ripper. You're one of the absolute best. Six for me in the first league. Six uh, for you. Yes. One. Six, one. Quattro. Okay, number four. Octo. Uh, eight. Quattro. Uh, four. Seven. Uh, <laughs> see, that went from Italian to sort of like baby talk. That was great. All right, you're done. I'm going to go and put these on, boys. Well done, Rob Bobblestone. He, uh, he has to deal with, well, us, doesn't he? So that's uh, that's never easy. Now, I'll tell you what, mm? J-Bond, straight off the top, mate, that, that give me five. Is that what it's called? No, staying alive. Staying alive for six. I was thinking of what Bendigo do. They do the Give Me Five for Kids, which is uh, I think through one of the months of the year where every number five wins, they donate cash to the Give Me Five for Kids, which is fabulous. And that's one thing Greyhound Racing I think are really, really good at is is getting around the community, getting around all the the charities, and making sure obviously that uh, that they can denote, donate as much as they possibly can. And I was a part of the Good Friday coverage for GRV this year. Uh, we donated over a hundred thousand dollars to the Good Friday appeal, which is is absolutely bloody fantastic. I think uh, Jay Bon and I always like to dig into the wallet. I think I did a couple of hundred this year, which was good. But um, I think honestly, that first leg is the hardest leg. Um, there 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 are seven runners in that race, and I think oh. like you say there's at least six that could win. So. Mm. Well, you, you, well, you've gone field and I've gone everything bar one and you've given a case for the for the one that I've left out, which I reckon is Vance Bale. But, mm. how, yeah, how, how often, though, do you go the field and then the favourite wins and you say, well, I've just wasted six different greyhounds for no reason? No, but here, so, I mean, we'll get stuck... We'll get stuck into race three in a moment. But look, looking at this field, right, Dr. Slats is a... can, can sometimes um, disappoint you. But box one, five starts, he's three, three wins. Fast, he's fast when he gets it right. You know, oh, you know all too well from Hillsville that if Nicholson Bale steps, he'll probably brain them. But I don't. Know, it's far from guaranteed, and things could get awkward. I reckon. I tell you one thing, Bond. On Nicholson Bale, um, they brought him up and trialed him at Hillsville, an exhibition trial before the, the national straight track championship final, and he went terrible. Went nineteen fifty, which yeah, right. you would have expected. He'd easily go twenty on his own, but. I spoke to Danny Gibbons, and, and he was of the opinion that this dog is a race dog. Like, like we said before, some dogs will actually go faster when they get that opposition. Nicholson Bale's exactly that. He, he's four or five lengths quicker when he's got the opposition around him. So the quicker they go, in a sense, the quicker he can go. And he's just a greyhound that, that wants to race well and, and race against the top-end company. But so I, I've even I, I think no matter where he goes, he's a dog worth following. I mean, you've called it, but you've called him in these races. But I even went back and watched a few of those um, Hillsville races, and he... He loves to just... He's Byron Pickett. He'll smash through a field if he needs to sometimes. He'll, he can get into an awkward yeah. spot and just go, just get the, out of my way. So that that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, he's got the he's got the ability to want to push a little bit off the track as well. So dogs are always going to be coming in on top of him. And therefore, if he doesn't use that little bit of force, 
Um, he's not going to. He's not going to get through. It's as simple as that. But race three is not far away, uh, gents. And I think Volkanovski wins. Whitakin Bale's an interesting runner for the Gibbons Kennel, um, showing a bit of promise, but loves to get to the inside rail. So I think the way the race is going to play out, the five is going to begin relatively well. Crash toward the inside. That'll be a, a bit of compression near the rail, and that's when Volkanovski should just whip around the field. Lakeview Jet might be the other one that can can sort of hoof around the outside when the when the pink makes the move, but. I know you're keen, not just on the name, but on the dog here, and I think it'll get the job done. I think it will too. And I'll tell you what, I know you love the same race, multi, uh, Tom Bang. I'll have one here. I'll have the... Uh, this isn't going to be worth too much, but eight to win. He, he wants me to hold up, hold up, hold up, wait, wait. I'll give it to you in a moment, but I'll tell you right now, eight to win, and I'm going to have uh, emotional damage, which many of us have suffered over the course of time, to run top three. So eight to win and three to run top three here. But, yep, the, the five, $3.20. I mean, these same race multis, they seem to, it, it sounds too good to be true sometimes. Um, I think they'll. I think nearly the top three here, eight, five and three, might just run the trifecta. But Volkanovski has absolutely begun, and it's only two starts at Terralgan like a Learjet, Jimmy. That's the only query, though, isn't it, leaving Terrelgan? Because the J-curve yeah, track, sure. it's a long run to the first corner. It's a little bit different. But when you're running 22.08, 22.09, A, it shows consistency. B, the Greyhound lacks nothing in the breeding section by O'Rogue, who was a very, very good sprinter. So uh, you would suggest that Bernardo's the sort of the up-and-coming sire who's dropped so many good dogs. So it's, I don't think it's a fluke that he's been able to do what he has in his first two. And I think uh, he actually met the... Uh, is it UFC fighter, Volkanovski? You'd, you'd be better than me that I'm, I'm featherweight champion, apparently, uh, Tom Bang tells me, because I, sure. I don't watch a lot of UFC personally. Yeah, well, there you go. No, look, I, I'm not all, all over it, but um, I know that the actual Volkanovski, so he's a heavyweight fighter, is he? He met, he met the Greyhound this week. They had a, a little bit of a photo shoot, I believe, which you'll see somewhere very, very soon. But, um, no, look, he, he's a very, very promising dog. Two starts, two wins. You can't do much more than that. He's only a featherweight. So... Just very quickly, because they're a bit, they're not far from going. Can you can you do me a favour? And I know this isn't this is right on spec without any um, without any um, predetermination. 2209, What is that sale four forty? Um, I would say probably twenty four seventy. I mean that's weird. Whereabouts? <laughs> it's got it's got it's got to win. If, that, if that's real, yeah, it's got to win. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, Terrelgan's a very, very hard track. I find to get a gauge on. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure why. I think with the long run down the back, if they get a bit of a tailwind, it's not like a normal track where you'll get the tailwind one way and the headwind the other. Um, so, I think wind can play. It's a bit of an open setup there up on the hill as well. So I think that can play a little bit of a, a part in times. But on an even track and to do it back to back weeks, you would be confident this greyhound will break 25 and and would do that with early speed as well, which is obviously a bonus. I've rushed Tom Bang back into the studio, but we're waiting. I mean, it's only natural you have to wait for Shartin to get sale underway. I shouldn't get angry about these things. Too, I have to admit, I, I love the way and I, the way that James took us through how he sees the race unfolding, and Mitch is capable of doing it well, talking about the way the dogs are, you know, going to come out of the boxes left or right and lay in, and I, I love listening to it. It means, so, it me, like, it means everything. The, the, in, the IP that these blokes have, like Jimmy and yes. Peacock, to be able to give you that IP, it is the difference yes. between winning and losing. End of. Yep. Um, all right. Shards in. Great, great work in Hong Kong. Let's get sail underway. Third event, $1.70 for Volkanovski. First of my two best of the night. 
Uh, another party, pup. Jimmy and I are seeing them very similarly tonight. Hopefully we can get the job done here. We're about to go. We want we want to see it ping just like it has in these those two starts at Terrell. Has to lead, lead yeah. and win. Three sixty nine for the first peg at Terrellgan is scorching. So you do want to see him in front. They're ready. No who's and ours. Racing. Volkanovski, the favourite again. Beautifully out wide on the track. Is going to go yeah. the lead. Well, that's the right way. The six is not going to go near us. It's home. You can play, play the music. It's over. It'll, it'll, it'll win. Another two to it'll, 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 it'll win. Sometimes you feel that don't you forget me. They are not going to go near me, baby. You don't have to lose an army pop. E, E, E. Oh, you worry me, Bonners. No, you was, worry me, Bonners. He wasn't going to get run down. And you, know what I, you know what I really love about that run? What? Is that James said, based on those times, uh, when you posed the question... Oh, how spot on is that? He should run about 24.70. He ran 24.697. It's not like James to be 300 to the second out, but at least he was close. And I, I look. Let's let's be very well, clear. Mate, back in the day, back in the day, they used to round it off to to two one hundred. Yeah. It's not not what they're doing these days. So it would have been right. And 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 you know what? I gave I gave you no. That was a question totally without notice. And you've already mentioned. And I feel you know, the same way. Terrellgan's like one of the hardest to probably get a gauge on exactly how you're gonna how you're gonna translate it. But I think it was game over. Well, it was once. Volkanovski led. We are flying. On Sale Sundays, back very soon. Time for a break. You're listening to Sale Sundays. You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 to 4. But not again on Sale Sundays. <laughs> it's very easy. Like, it, Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 and always try and put Bandit Snatch in for third and fourth if, if you can. But it can be an easy game sometimes, Papalenko. It can, and other times it can be bloody cruel. <laughs> you have those runs, don't you? Don't you have those runs? Don't you have them as well when you when you you, you feel you can see them like beach balls? They're so easy to see. And then other times you have these periods, and I feel as though I'm right smack bang in the middle. I, I hope I'm nearing the end actually, but where I just cannot, I just cannot get on the board. I, I was discussing this last night on air, as a matter of fact. There is no rhyme or reason. It is yep. it is spiritual for some reason. And even the best professional punters that I speak to are the same. You go through winning streaks and losing streaks, and there's no... I mean, I, I, I need, know for myself, you try not... Unless it's in your subconscious, I don't change my process of anything that I do. Um, maybe deep down, as I said last night, in your medulla oblongata, somewhere in your cerebellum, you do do things slightly differently, Jimmy. But generally speaking, you can do everything the same, the process can be perfect, and you're just winning flat out. You can't win enough, and then all of a sudden you hit a roadblock, and that roadblock can last for a while. I think, mate, it can come down to, like in the Greyhounds, box draws can be everything sometimes, and there might just be a week where... The right greyhounds have drawn the right boxes, so you have your plays. The next week, you probably take on that 10% risk that there's something around you that may cause you a little bit of interference, but yet you still play the wager potentially at a smaller price. And and as it turns out, that 10% comes through and and you do find trouble and therefore you have a a losing day. But um, I don't know. I I do agree with you, Bon. I I think sometimes, mate, no matter what you do, and as well with you, Pop, I I think you've hit the, the nail on the head. I think no matter what you do, sometimes you just... 
can't hit a winner, and then other times everything you touch turns to gold. But um, I don't know. I do. I do feel like maybe the more I'm thinking about it, maybe then when you've lost a little bit of form, a little bit of confidence, it's like kicking for goal in a grand final. Um, if you do start to miss a few, do you then start to question yourself without even really knowing that you're questioning yourself? Yeah. So you could be onto something, Jay Bond. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it could happen. But certainly, I, from my perspective, if it does happen, it's happening way back in the recesses of the mind because you, you try and... You try and particularly when you've been punting for uh, you know Poppy and I are both in our mid seventies. Like when you've been when you've been going for as long as we have, um, you don't you, you try not to change too much, don't you, Popolenko? But you know, at the end of the day, and there's a couple of blokes. Peacock's one of them, actually. Milo's another. They really hammer themselves hard on the rare time that they don't have a good day or a good night. And my advice always is, you can do whatever you want with the form, but there's animals racing out there. Yeah. And you can't control them. This is why I don't like flying. Because I can't control the plane. Not that I'd want to control the plane. It would, it would end up in the ground. But you know what I'm saying? You can't control what's happening out there. So sometimes you need to... One thing you, you do need to do, particularly when you're starting the punt, you need to look back and think, did I do anything wrong? But a lot of the time... You'll go back during that losing streak, Poppy, and think, well, I don't think I did a hell of a lot wrong. No. And I wouldn't no, do anything no. differently the next time. No, you're right. I just, um, a bookmaker mate of mine in South Australia said there's a few things. One is your biggest losses will follow your biggest wins um, as, as you sort of maybe yep. get some false confidence. 100. The second one is, he said, when you're out of form, change your betting, change your betting patterns and, and make them small bets. It's like... Um, like going back to basics, just don't bet like you normally would bet. You know, if you bet $10, maybe cut it down to $5. Or if you bet $5, cut it down to a couple of bucks. Just start to get into a bit of rhythm and a bit of form before you start to stride out again. And I try to keep that, but sometimes patience gets the better of me. I'll tell you one thing, though. There's more than one way to skin In punting, particularly these days, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I know one professional punter uh, on the trot, harness racing mid side bottom, he goes the other way. Okay. So the concept is sort of if you've been doing it for long enough and you know you're going to come back around, he, he actually gambles responsibly out there, people. I mean, this is a pro we're talking about. But it, he sort of says, when I'm going through a losing streak, once it's been going for a little while, I'll start to bet bigger because you can clean up all those losses very quickly if you know what you're doing and you can drive the van yeah. properly. Don't do it if, you're not, if you can't I drive the van right. properly. I think you're right what you're saying there, and it's about if, you, if you're a pro and that you, you know and you've got the money sitting there that you've won. And, like, you know, for, for example, when I'm betting professionally, there's spreadsheets and you, you're keeping an eye on everything that you do. And if, you, if you've got sort of that proof behind you and you've been able to do it time after time, but then the risk is if you're starting to gamble bigger amounts when you're losing, well, that's obviously how you blow it all, isn't it? So it, it is a fine line. You've got to know, um, your, bank. No you, you gotta know your bank, Jimmy, for a start. I mean, you know, for, yeah. when you're doing it professionally, I, you don't... You, you don't you don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to clean the bank out. It's always got to be the units that you're playing Their always money. have to be yeah. uh, in accordance with what your bank is. No, 100%, mate. And I, look, I think one of the best things of advice I could give is if you want to have a bit of a, a go at punting and you, you want to have a go, you know, semi-professionally, I, I would, A, create a, a separate bank account type of thing where, yep. where the money that you've got in there is your betting money. Yes. Um, and, and I guess that comes back to never gambling more than you can afford to lose. If you've got that account and and, and then, then you can, if you're confident that there is something that's going to win and even though you've had a bad day, you can still play your normal size bet on that runner and I think that is important um, if you are doing it as a, as, a, as a professional income, I guess. And 
Yeah, you, you always want to gamble responsibly. There's no doubt about that. We can't push that any harder. And um, But, yeah, I think if you are going to do it professionally and then if you are having a losing day, well, it is the winning money that you've won effectively. And, and if you do get to that one runner on a Friday night when you've had a bad week, you can still play the, the proper unit size that you're willing to play because you have that bank sitting there that that isn't the hard-earned cash that you've earned from your, your nine-to-five job. And Popolenko, I mean, that's, that, that is a very, that's a very important message because you've you got to pay your bills. Right, yeah, so need, need to pay bills. Yeah, but, yeah. but a, a very rough rule. Different people do it different ways. A very rough rule, particularly when you're starting a bank as a pro punter. If you want to go down that road, or even as a serious punter, your unit bet should should account for ten consecutive losses. Okay, so if you've got yeah, at it, least, but I, look, yeah, at least ten. I, to be honest, Bonners, I I reckon like if, if you're a five unit punter. Um, I always say start with sort of two to 300 units. Um, so effectively, let's say you're betting $10 or let's say you're betting $1 is your unit size. I'd start with 200. So if you like a dog, your max bet might be 10 units each way. And it probably is similar to what you're saying there. If you had 10 or that would be 15 consecutive complete losses yep. before you bomb out of your balance. And and that way you're not gambling more than you can afford to lose, I guess. Most of the pros that I know were... Got were, were, were too, hasn't he? Well, well I, I just think that this is... I think the listeners actually really enjoy this. Well, this well I do because they're, 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 it shows the method that if you want it, I mean, there's punting for fun and there's punting, you know, for profit. And I know that I'm happy if I walk away from a day at the punt and you've, you've broken even, you've had Correct. a few beers with mates, mm. and that's okay for me. But if you, if you want to take it to that next level, and in a lot of ways, it's almost like, in, well, can I say it's almost like investing in the stock market? You've got to do your study, you've got to understand what you're doing. You've, it's incredibly similar. You know, yeah. So look, it's it's it, look. I find it really interesting to see how well how you guys do it. You guys are as close to pros as we're going to get. Bon, I just saw a number plate which was BBNGR. <laughs> it was for a Belgian sausage man, <laughs> but that's your plate, Bon Banger. I love it from Dan and from Scotty from Walker. Evening boys, agree, Jay Bon. I had a period over four weeks. I couldn't get a winner. It had a winning streak of over two months, betting bigger. Now two weeks off losing, betting smaller. I don't ever bet what I can't afford to lose, Scotty. Well, that's. That's number one. That, that that goes above everything else that we're saying. Everything else that we're saying is talking about if you want to get serious and if you've done it for a while, uh, there's, there's nothing that I can advocate against more than people who've been punting for six months or a year or even two years or three years thinking that they can be professional punters and because you can't. It. You can't. You've, there is, yeah. it, it is an education. It's actually a lifelong education. You should be getting better all the time if you do it the right way, but you need to do like a double degree before you should think about getting involved at that level. Five minutes away from race four at sale, and at some point I do want to get stuck into this left of centre off-Broadway Jimmy Vandermart quiz, but we might just go runner by runner here. What do you reckon, Jimmy? Hey, just I reckon, you mate, that, are you willing to give the first question of the quiz just so I can get a bit of a gauge? No, yeah, then, then you'll start looking up. I'm, I'm not going to... Fortunately, I can see you on the jitsy, so you're under you're under the pump. Yes, yes, Popolenko. Oh, I was just going to say, hey, listen, <laughs> just to verify those quaddy approximates that you got, 29.76%, 29.67% for our mate uh, Jimmy, uh, the uh, co-host of the show, uh, as quite apart from a guest. And then you've got yes. uh, for yourself, yes, Jay Bond, 30.86%, yes. as you pointed out. Yep, and we're All both right. going to probably need, and we love Jess Hopkins. We love Jess Hopkins, but we probably yeah. need Panama Canal to get rolled. Yeah. That's right. Um, good races, final. I love heats into finals. Uh, it doesn't matter. You don't get 
A lot of it in the thoroughbreds. You get it during, uh, you know, uh, the middle of winter there where they have finals day at Flemington. Jimmy, you get a fair bit of it in harness racing and you get a lot of it in greyhound racing. And it's just... I reckon for somebody who doesn't know a lot about the game, these are great little ways to be... You don't have to look through all the form if you want to. You can just yeah. you can just look through the heat runs and, and take it from there. Oh, look, it's it's definitely the easiest way to do form, isn't it? Because you can li- literally go back and, and, and you don't really need to watch the, what is it, two two heats last week. And uh, and then you've got a, a rough breakdown of, of the runners that you're, you're looking at. So when you do have a heat and final, it's always always a good thing. But um, this one here is a first off final, is it? Or is it from two starts ago? It might be from two starts ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I think they're, they're good. Um, I think this time of year, when we get towards the Melbourne Cup and the big races, I think that also is good because what that does, we, we get to see the big names, the untaps, the Super Australas, uh, all the big names targeting those big races. So if you click on the Metro Racing in Melbourne, for example, from now onwards, you're going to see these regular greyhounds back up week in, week out. So my recommendation is if you start following them now, by the time they hit the big races, you'll know not only the greyhounds that are in the big race, but those who have contested the heats, yeah. potentially semi-finals of big races, and then they've dropped back to an easier race. And I think that can be a bit of a, a winning formula as well. But we'll start with number one, blow the whistle here, drawn the inside for Chrissy <laughs> Johansson. And I think Poppy would agree, part of the furniture down there at yeah, uh, he Sale. He finished off third in his heat last week. Hit the line good. Interestingly enough, he's had 16 starts, this dog. Never, ever bounce from box number one. So that could effectively be a little bit of a plusy bomb. Yeah, never, never drawn the route. Um, two wins. By the way, is Chrissy anywhere near you, Pop Lingo, or not? He's probably chatting with him right now. Chrissy will, he's never too far away from where they set up the um, the Kansas and the desk for uh, sales Sundays. By the way, from Dan, great chat about punting professionally, boys. Really interesting and helpful. Thanks. We love to do it, Dan. Um, Blow the whistle, I think, is better than it's going. But if you... I don't like... I don't 100% like the way it's going, Jimmy. Last couple. No, look, last couple of runs of, yeah, just been just been so-so. But um, I've had this little bit of an issue over the last few weeks where my computer mouse, you know when you right-click and it brings up, like, the options of everything? Yeah. Um, even when I left-click, Bon, it is doing a right-click and it is the most frustrating oh, thing. Oh, I've had that. I've had that. Um, it is, and, and it is awful, here. isn't it? Oh, <laughs> mate, I'm trying to click on form. And it's saying, um, back, reload page, save the page. I don't want to save the page. I don't want to print the page. I want to look at the dog and see what I can see. But number two is out. I can see that. Number three, Midnight Oil. First run back from a, a decent spell, four months off, and return with a, a nice run in that race behind Dr. Yanis last time. Only beaten by about two and a half lengths. So second up from a spell you would expect would only be stronger and does have 500-metre winning form at sale as well, which is often good if they can get into a good place. Record from the box, excellent. Three starts, two wins and a placing. Got to be a big chance. That's why it's a favourite. Um, small word on cruising through, I don't think so. No, it's going to be tough. Um, the Greyhound was showing a lot of early speed really early on and, and won, I think, two races probably in the first five or six starts of, uh, of uh, his career or very close to it was racing really competitively, but as he's gone up through the grades, he's, he's still mixed six and seven, but racing better opposition and just doesn't really find the lines. So that's the problem there. Dr. Brooklyn, I called this greyhound on Thursday when I was down at sale. Um, really, really strong. Lacks early speed. You're going to need luck at the 16s, but if she was to lob close, I'd expect she'll be powering the last 75 metres. Maybe a the same race, multi top four type of player. I think. It, I think. It, I mean, it was just. It was such a weird race, wasn't it? With uh, with Fletchy Boy a couple of starts back ahead of the series, but absolutely flew home. Doctor Yannis is actually my tip in the race. 
Yeah, really good run. Uh, 24.98 at Sale two starts ago. And just to show that comparison to Sale, that Volkanovski was going sort of 22 O's, went 24.70. This one here is going 22.35 at Terrelgan. Um, then came out at Sale and went 24.98. So it does sort of pair up pretty good. Mm. Um, drawn box number six, I just think needs a little bit of luck in running. And then you've got the seven out, eight Bridget Rose. Um, her run was really good here last time. Just looks a bit of a hard greyhound to follow. So not an easy race. We've gone through them all, Bond, but the main thing is if we got the winner. Well, I've got, I'm have got. i going to go Dr. Yanis for the most. I'm gonna, if I had uh, five units here, I'd have four on Dr. Yanis and one on Dr. Brooklyn. What are you doing? I'd probably just go each way on uh, Midnight Oil. I'm just hoping that the Greyhound takes a bit of fitness from that last run. And last campaign was mixing it with the, the likes of Who Told Shorty, Lily Konicki, and, and even beat Dr. Juno. So... I'm a little bit concerned where she's at. Um, only her second run in, in four months. But if she takes a bit of fitness from that run, she needs more ground. So I'm not sure she'll be in front. But if she can push through underneath of uh, cruising through uh, and hold a place, I think she's going to be hard to beat. I, I'm intrigued to see what this red does, though, from the inside. If, if he was to begin, he could run a really big race for Chrissy Johansson. But I'll settle on midnight oil. Let's go to sale. Feels really weird. Jimmy and I have been together for the entire night with every runner we're, we're dividing here. Here's race for a tail. Racing, Midnight All came out second, showing pace, was cruising through, going straight to the early lead. Going up to second was Bridget Rose on the inside, Midnight All. Oh, wow. Then on the outer was Dr. Yanis. Wow. Back there was Blow the Whistle and Dr. Brooklyn off the back straight. Cruising through the front runner by about a length and a half to Bridget Rose. Going up to third, Dr. Yanis and getting through was... Yanis, come on, Yanis. Get after him, get after him, get after him, get after him. Don't, 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 no. Ruffy wins. 34 bucks. Close up, Blow the Whistle. No. Well, I said early speed, Bonners. Didn't expect it would hang on. It, Dr. Yanis flying against the rail at the end, but um, there's a little bit of trouble there. Midnight Oil just seemed to, yeah. to either jam up with the dogs around and, and then lost really quick ground. Obviously, he's had its issues with four months on the sidelines, but um, cruising through, Dorney Johnston. Uh, Poppy will be up and about down there at sale. That was a, a pretty good win. And as I said, early days, this dog was showing ability, but just not finding the line anymore. Well, that, uh, that form's turned right around, going all of the way. $34 fixed, $8 a place, and, and wins the race easily. Well, we're just very pleased, Papalenko. That wasn't a leg of the quarter, eh? Oh, yeah. No, nice. Like, well, James had field if it was the first leg well, of the quarter. Well, so it, it could, could have been true. okay. But, yeah. but uh, look, that was... Look, you know, Dorney Johnson can, just pokes her head up sometimes when you least expect it, and we certainly didn't expect that one. I actually spoke to Dawn earlier, and... I, I actually, I was more interested in what Kosamui might do, and yeah, and I didn't ask about any other chances. What time was it, Bobolenko? Uh, Twenty. Twenty. Uh, the, yeah, taking it down. Sorry, because I, I can't have been. Just looking at what it's uh, been. Twenty-four. Look, actually, it was sub twenty-five. Twenty-four eighty-six, maybe. That's staggering. Twenty. Wow. Uh, Twenty-four eighty-nine. My What's little it, son. It? He's only. He's only not even two years old, and whenever he sees something like yesterday, I. I stopped at Rebel Sport on the way home just before the grand final. I had to nick into Bunnings. Um, went down there, bought the goods that we needed to get. And I quickly snuck into the sports store there, Rebel, and, and they had this fluorescent orange bright football. And I thought, well, being grand final day, I'll bring him home the football. And yeah. his favourite colour at the moment's orange. So I came home and as soon as I walked in the door with this fluorescent <laughs> football, he looked at me and he said, Dad, wow. Like that. So now whenever I see an impressive greyhound, I sit there and I go, wow. But um, surprising that. Sub-25, he might be a broadcaster down the track. It's uh, 
a little bit BT like really to, to wow but um, no he's a funny little man he's, he's a ripper actually two years old my little bloke oh uh, next week so the years are hey, going way 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 too quick hey James as you said wow it brought back a, a bit of a memory of a conversation we had last week with Mitchie who made the point that if uh, is it she's a pearler started now it wouldn't beat well she's fast yeah uh, which led to a, a fairly uh, a boisterous aggressive exchange of Twitter and Facebook, Facebook messages between one of the owners and um, and Mitchie. Yeah. Um, one of the owners of She's a Pearl. I yeah. think, I think what, Poppy, what think? As, a, yeah. as, a, as a broadcaster, as an entertainer like what Mitch Abayer is, I yes. think it's good he's out there having a go and, and putting yes. his thoughts on the line. Um, yep. Look, Prove him wrong. That, that if you're the owner of that dog, you're the trainer. Prove him wrong. That you're going to yeah. get the you're going to get the last laugh. But right now, as a form expert, you look at wow, she's fast. Just broke the the Angle Park track record. She's a dollar fifty to win a Group One before the heats have even been ran. She's an automatic qualifier in the Adelaide Cup. She's a pearl. You go through her last five starts. She's she's just been going. So look, we hope she's a pearl can get back to her best. But I, I'm in the boat that I know you can bet on that match race now that is forecast to happen. But I would almost go out and say. The way they're going at the moment, I'd be surprised if the match race even it takes won't place. Happen. That, I, it seems unlikely, doesn't it? I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to be wrong, and I'd love to see She's a Pearl back at her best. Um, I think she's not at her best at the moment, but as, as a racing enthusiast, a racing lover, I, I mean, I, I would pray that, that She's a Pearl comes down, wow, she's fast at her best, and those two girls can go hammer and tong around the meadows the quickest they possibly can, because... It will be one hell of a match race. I've been on the, the side of wow, she's fast from day dot. I, I think she'll beat She's a Pearl in a head-to-head match race. But in saying that, that's probably a little bit parochial. I, I love being a Victorian, and I think we've got the best greyhounds in, in the world. And uh, that probably proves when McInerney won the, the million-dollar chase last night. And to be honest, McInerney's not even an open, real, genuine free-for-aller down here. Like, I think he is free-for-all in town, but he's not a greyhound that bolts it every single week. So... The depth of racing in Melbourne's enormous. Um, I, I'm, I'm open in saying I think we've got the best greyhound racing in the world here. And I'm yeah. uh, as, we, as we go to a break, 100% in concurrence with uh, I think both of you in saying if you're going to come on air and you're going to be a, a judge of tips for an expert and you play a PR game and try and look after everyone, go and hide under your bed or go back to the basement and um, your mum will bring you the meatloaf pretty soon. You've got to, you've got to put your neck out there. More often than not, because that's what the punters want, that's what listeners want, that's what the family wants here at SEN Track. Time for a break. Back very soon. More Sale Sundays on SEN Track. You're listening to Sale Sundays. You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 till 4. Wonderful chats here tonight. The Sale Sundays from 5pm for all info, tips and live toilet racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. We've also been tipping up a storm. Jimmy Vandermart on site. Well, remote, but he's with us. And also, the great Popolenko. Now, with seven minutes to go until we get stuck into the quaddy, Tom Bang, how about we do this JVDM quiz? Oh. Hello and welcome back. Sal Sundays, Jason Boddington, where the owl? Uh, very quickly before we get stuck into it, uh, is the track quick at the moment? Got one breaking in at sale at the moment from Big E in at Goldie. It's probably a week-to-week proposition, isn't it, uh, Popolenko? 
what was that? Sorry, buddy. I was just how quick the track is sort of at the moment. Yeah, well, it seems pretty quick based on the times that we've got. I mean, I guess that we mm. always thought it was going to be a quick time by uh, Volkanovski, but given Dawn Johnson's uh, broken 25 with that last cruising through, yeah, I, I reckon she's... The, the track has been running quick times the last few weeks, actually. Now, Nick from Brunswick also has a... The weather. He, he says, give yeah. me your quaddy for sale. Can you give me your quaddy for sale, thanks? All right, Nick. Love to hear people in Brunswick having a bet. Spent a fair bit of time in Brunswick. Not many of them are punters. Uh, so great to have people in Brunswick having a bet. Here's my quaddy, and then Jimmy will give you his, and then I'll get stuck into the quiz. Mine, Nick. One, two, four, six, seven, and eight. Into one, six, and seven. Into one, two, and four. Into two, six, and eight. Jim Bob. Yes, Jim Bond, I'm having mouse issues once again here, mate. But okay. uh, my first leg of the quaddy, I'm going field. Into one, three, seven. Uh, third leg, two and four. Final leg, two, three, six, eight. That would cost you... Uh, $168 for 100%. And the mine costs you $162. So if you have 340 you don't bet your budget. $34, 10% both. Right. Let's get stuck. There's a little bit less Murray there then. Right. Let's get stuck in. So on Thursday night, Poppy. Yes. Jimmy Vandermart uh, uh, was pretty open with me and said, you might be good at trivia, Bond, but... There's one area that I'll be I'll be able to take you down on a very keen avid follower Tennis. of no a, a subject which got the better of me no, at no, one no. point going back in the day AFLW so I've decided to uh, put together some AFLW questions for Jimmy Vandermark <laughs> right. to find out whether it was oh, all just tough talk or he's got something really he's already sweating up he's all sweating right. up badly he would be drifting if he was a horse strife. right now in the parade ring strife. he'd be he'd be no, out of 50s on. yeah oh, we're doing it mate so <laughs> he's <laughs> you've turned yourself off here Jimmy I can hear, I can see your mouth I can't hear you yeah all of a sudden he's lost contact yeah well just well, seems uh, seems fitting that my my signal's dropping so right, that's you're... uh that's good timing question, there, Bond. Question but, um, number no, one. Like, all right. Question number no one. No more excuses. Hit me. Which four teams currently head the AFLW ladder with four wins apiece? Oh, mate, I'd have no idea. I, I've watched a few games. I thought... There's no, um, they're I not, thought they're, they're not all from this year. They're not all from this year, so... Yeah. What, what do you mean? Not all the questions are from this year, so... Oh, okay. Or this well, season. I probably won't get any of them, but I'll probably do <laughs> I'll better than you. Are Richmond in the top four? No. All right, I'll go with Brisbane. Yes. Um, it's hard, isn't it? I'm trying to think. I've watched a couple of... Um, I'd, I'd go with... He's regretting um, this comment on Thursday right now. Give me a crack with Adelaide. Brisbane, Collingwood, Melbourne and the Bulldogs are the four teams that are uh, on four yeah, wins apiece. Which three? I'm trying to think who the first game of the year was uh, this... that I watched. I'm, I'm pretty sure. There was two sides. It was Richmond v somebody and the other side were very good. But uh, as I say... I've been watching a little bit because I've been uh, focused on other things. Here's question two, and then we'll get stuck into race five, and I'll come back with the final three questions after we uh, get through the first leg of the quaddy. This is histor- a little more historical. Which three teams have won AFLW premierships so far? One of them, Yes. Dual winner. Um, Who won the other two premierships? Not a bad start, is it? Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me just go through them here. You've got just do um, it written cool. on your cap there, Jimmy. Just, just yeah, believe. Not Brisbane. Not Brisbane. So I'm going to do process of elimination. Not Brisbane. Um, not West Coast. <laughs> I'm just going to go through all the sides that potentially could be. Gold Coast, no. 
Um, All right. We're getting somewhere, aren't we? Fremantle. I don't know, but they've got a couple of good players, so I'll put a question mark on them. Um, Port Adelaide. Don't even think there's a Port Adelaide side. There may be this year. I haven't seen them. How many sides are there, Bond? 16 this there's, year? There's now 18. Haven't you seen the ads? So they're all there now. One dream, okay. 18 teams. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, all, right, all right. I'm going to go with, uh, straight off the top, I'll go with Adelaide. I, yep. I feel like they've won two, but they have. you're telling they me have. they haven't. No, they're dual winners, yes. Oh, well. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the, how, many, how many years has it been? There's going? two other Four teams. There's it? two other teams that have won. Wow. I'll let oh. you. I'll let you keep pondering. Let, let's get back to. Let's get back to a subject you're far I'm more comfortable with. No, I know you won't. Who do you like in the first leg of the quaddie? We've both played as wide as uh, the Sydney yep. heads here. I'm on Nicholson Bale. Nicholson Bale on the each way. Interested to see how a few of them go there, though. I'm still doing process of elimination as we speak, Bonners, too. You do that. Um, I'm with one's obsession here, but I really think... What did you learn about Kosa? Are we in the chat with Dorney Johnson? Pablenko? Pop! No, he's not there. I actually thought it might be an all right situation for Kosa Mui because, and I'll tell you why, I reckon there's going to be a little bit of speed going on out wide here. So... I sort of suspected maybe even Aston Selmer at a price might be able to get across and then Kosamui might be able to balance and burn. But I'm with one's obsession. Uh, that last start win in 24.58, they don't go a hell of a lot quicker, to be honest, at sale. Uh, beat Reimagine as a dollar forty favourite. So I'm thinking it will be winning. Tell the Brunswick bloke to stop in at mine for a punt and a hipster beer. Simo from Northgate. <laughs> God bless you all. Uh, did you learn about Kosamui from Dornia or what, Bobby? Uh they think they might be a bit, might be a bit slick for it, uh, but I'll put it in an all-up with your best of the nights, both of you guys, best of the nights, and I'll put it at a place. Got two dollars eighty a place. So earlier on, I went race three, number eight, into race, uh, into Cosamilia place, race nine, number two, race ten, number seven. Murray, That's my all-up. Murray Bridge run like Jess wins, hasn't she been a wonderful bitch? There was a period there, hey. the six. Hey, that's right. It's always run like Jess. Hey, there was a period there when, when every led over the 600, I reckon it was, at the Meadows, mm. he couldn't get beat. Um, you want to you have uh, one more, one crack at that question before we go to the race, or you want to wait? I, still, I know you're I not going to cheat. I still don't know. No, I'm, I've literally, you can have a look. I've got, I'm writing down on the on the Jitsi all the different sides, and I'm just trying to uh. trying to go back. I feel, like, I feel like Fremantle have been really good. I'm not sure if they've won a premiership, though, so I'm not willing to... To lock them in yet. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold we'll wait, after we'll sale. We'll wait until after sale. Right. Yeah. Race five. Long question. Over the. Oh, don't worry. Peacock can go for 20 minutes sometimes. Race yeah. five. We love you, Peacock. Race five over the 440. Five. On with the six so ones obsession. Eight, um, contenders for the he still hasn't answered one of the questions the, from last uh, week. Mitch. We're still waiting. Uh, he's, he's, he's pondering, though. He's getting close, I reckon. <laughs> he's getting close. The heat will make up the full field of eight. This is a, gee, this is a good race. Case of Mui from Tom Bang. There's a bit of money round for one's obsession. He's I was going to say, so Peacock might be on as well, but he's in Bailey, not Thailand, isn't he? To be with right. Bale. Moving in. Good luck with your quaddies. Vance Bale wins this. It's amazing for Jimmy's quad, and I'm out. And the green light it's is the only on. one I don't have. We're set to go. Come on, ones. Ready. 
Racing, Nicholson Bale, a fraction Come on, ones. of the ground. Showing ones, ones. If you get across here, you win. If you get across here, you win. Get across. Oh, check. Getting through the pack, and then came Vance Bale. Nicholson Bale was checked severely. Selma's great for our quaddies. Off the back, though. Selma would be great for our quaddies here, Jimmy. Hold him. Hold him. Quad. Was Vance Bale with around the corner. Aston Selma doing it. Hold him. Aston Selma wins a length and a half. He's no slouch. A good run. I said I thought it would lead, didn't I? $12 too. Nice start to the quaddies. That's a great start to the quaddies. with that. He's no slouch won the Waterloo Cup, as you know, and he was powering home again. Um, powering. Fortunately, no third dividend. I forgot about that. Saps is out, isn't it? We're done. Yeah, you had two and six between you. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'll give you the gem, though. That we is, might lose a few. That, that is an amazing start of the quaddy. So... I always talk about this, but Aston Selma's paid um, around the $12 mark, but honestly, I reckon through quarters, it's more like a 20 to 1 chance. I reckon, uh, yeah, I reckon probably, most, most that, that will have cut heaps of out, heaps out of the quarter. Yeah, probably, probably proves why we're out of the staying alive, doesn't it? Uh, it was that type of race. Like, that's why we've gone wide in the quarter. It wasn't an easy one. I think you honestly think from now on, I'm, I'm confident that every single one of my Staying alive will come good from here on in. So it was it was a tough start, but hey, that's why we played the quaddy the way we did, Bon. And like you say, mate, a lot of punters wouldn't have had that in their quaddy tickets. So I think we're off to a good start. The early speed, we talk about it all the time, Jimmy, and you know it is you know it better than anybody. But it just it wins races. Doesn't I mean? If you've got early speed, you're in everything because because you only need oh. punching or a check in behind you, and you're the one clear of the field. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It, it, it's um. It's the key, isn't it, to, uh, to getting out in front, controlling the race and, and getting the job done. Um, I've got a second side, I reckon. All right. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's Melbourne. No, Adelaide, Brisbane and the Bulldogs. You did no ding there, unfortunately. So that's zero really? from two. It is Brisbane. I, I was going to go. When you said, the other one? I probably should have pulled Brisbane, you up. You were saying you were ruling Brisbane out and I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I had this funny feeling Brisbane were... Brisbane beat Adelaide, didn't they, in a grand final? No? I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I've, I've found the questions. I think I've done my work. I, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, if you, if you heard me the first time, Jimmy, you're well aware this is the whole point we're doing I'm this. I'm going to research that. I don't know. Hey, James, Brisbane, I, I, started, I started with what does AFLW start with, uh, stand for? And there was just crickets. So don't worry, you're doing well. Yeah. No, here we go, here we go. For Wombat. Uh, <laughs> 2021 AFLW Grand Final, Adelaide, Brisbane. So I was on the money. Now, let's see if we'll get through one more question at least, and then we'll take a break and, and, and let you just breathe deeply. This is maybe if you think this is a process of elimination as well, which four teams are the final four to have joined the AFLW this season that have never competed before? All right. He's in now. He's, he's actually got a bit of the eye of the tiger this time. Yeah. He's looked flat. Uh, I'm, bringing he's looked up, flat. I'm just bringing up AFL list, like all the different um, sides. So I don't actually tell you who, who, who came yep. in this year. I, I didn't even realise there's a Port Adelaide side. So if there's a Port Adelaide side, that's one. Yes. Very good. Yep. Um, Bang boys, I, I had the four in my quaddy in the first at sale. Yeah. Scotty from Wagga, well done, brother. So that's right, right Port Adelaide's so correct. Port Power. Um, the second one is the Gold Coast. That's incorrect. We're going to go for a break here on Sale Sundays. It's Essendon, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide and Sydney. We're going to come back with two more questions in this classic AFLW quiz with Jimmy Vandermart in just a moment. You're listening to Sale Sundays. 
You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 till 4. Head movement there from uh, Jimmy Vandermark. Welcome back to Sale Sundays. We're coming down to the final hour. Hey, listen, I've got a question for you, boys. Just a quick one. Yeah? Before we get into your quiz, listen to this. Okay. See if this is right. Um, have you got the results in front of you? Have a look at this. Sale dogs race for... I've heard of them. The, the winner paid $26.10 on the tote. Yeah? Race for number four, $26.10. Race five, the winner paid ten seventy on the tote. One of our patrons had the running double for three units. Twenty-nine dollars into ten dollars. What do you think the running double paid? Twenty-four. Is it bad? Uh, yeah. So twenty-nine dollars into ten dollars. Did it pay something like ninety bucks or something? Don't tell me that. No, 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 he would have been happy with that. Twenty-four dollars. The running double paid twenty-four dollars, which was less than the first winner. Twenty nine seventy into ten dollars, and you the running why? double pays twenty four dollars. You know why it's the entire pool? Yes, he had three units. It is. There's one hundred and forty six dollars in the pool. Can't believe it. Now There's only six people, six dollars worth of. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to rub salt into the wound here because no. this is her. This is. Well, the worst thing was he promised mates he was going to fly them to Gold Coast for a week's holiday with the money. We, he can now. He can now. He can now fly them to Frankston. I would. I, I would say. I, 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 honestly, you can't do running doubles. Be cautious. No, you, running doubles are a bit of a dying trade, to be honest. Um, yeah. The same race multis and all things like that have taken over, and any of those, you know, sort of rare exotic bets, trifectas, Quinellas, exactors, they they still pay because there's enough in the pool, but. Yeah, running doubles and even like you see the trio and things like that, they they just don't pay. Running running doubles, uh, running doubles are not a dying art, Jimmy. Running doubles. I, I went to the funeral about ten or twelve years ago. I was I was a pallbearer. It's they're, they're, I used to do all right. They're, they're, I used to do all right. You know what I used to do, Bon? What? When I was a young bloke, I used to sit up and do the Mandra Greyhounds on a Friday night, um, and that was when they were starting to die. <coughs> the running doubles. Um, mm. They weren't well at that point in time, and um, you literally could nearly get the pool every single time. So you'd only have to take it for a half a unit. There'd be roughly $240 in the pool. Um, and as long as something of relatively decent value lobbed, you'd end up with a, a dividend close to $200 the pool. Because so you, you, you cut everybody um, out of these, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a nice little learn. And then a lot of the time, I think it was back then, that there'd be, say, four greyhounds in the, the, the second league that you might leave out, but they'd all be not actually going off. So... Um, yeah, it was it was pretty easy to make money back in the in the day on the uh, the old running double. And when I say make money, like you wouldn't make a lot, but um, as a young bloke growing up, it was a bit of extra money in the kicker, which um, yeah, wasn't wasn't to be sneezed at. Put it I, that way. I Get can't, back to the quiz bomb. I just can't. I just can't believe. I do feel, I do feel horrific for this patron. By the way, that is. You just you're you're ready to celebrate. You don't know what it might pay, and then you get that anyway. Seventy two bucks back for getting a. Um, a three hundred and what was it, thirty three hundred something dollar? Yeah, that's why you take a multi, isn't that's it? That's right. That's the, well, we're saying that's why I'm trying not to. The, we got to dig some of the salt out of the wound, otherwise, it, it, you know, we're healing the infection. Question four of the five. Now, this is a three-parter, but I only really need the one answer. But you can get extra points here and bounce back. Who was last season's leading AFLW goal kicker? Who do they play oh, for, and how many no goals? Idea. 
I uh, I can um, I can hear the pleasure in the no tone idea. of your voice. I don't. I, I honestly, yeah. honestly, the way, and I'm not being a smartass. And Jimmy knows I love him. The way he was talking on Thursday, I thought he. I I made them a little bit harder than no, they needed I, to be. I, probably. Honours. I I yeah, you've made they're pretty hard questions. And I, I like I said, I, I've been watching a little bit here and there, and I said the standards definitely on the on the improve. And which and, is all um, true. I, I think there's you know. Yeah, but I, I, I just want you to know, not, Jim. I, I want you to know to honestly. I am. I am. <laughs> I can be a prick of a bloke, but I, I, I'm not going out here. But we are going to finish it now. That's that's just how it works. So, have you got any idea who it might be? No. Um. Can, can you give me the side? Adelaide. It's not Tony Modra. Tony Modra hadn't. No, the transition hasn't actually been. No, it wasn't Tony. Uh, Nineteen can goals. Can you give me first name? First name. <laughs> I'll give, you, I'll give you initials. Can you give me the first name and then can you give yeah. me the second name? A.W. Ah. Like Andrea a radio station. Whitford. Andrania Whitford. <laughs> Angie Whelan. Alice Watford. No, I've got, I've, I, I, I pass, okay? Ashley, Ashley Woodland kicked 19 oh, goals for Adelaide. I was going to say that next. No, I wouldn't have got that. And the final question. Anything can happen here. <laughs> We're flying by the seat of our pants. Who was last season's AFLW best and fairest? Who do they play for and how many votes? But I'll give you who they play for it if it's going to help because we want to get something out of the wreck here. Jimmy, yeah, start, the wreck. start with something, yeah. Brisbane. With something. They play for who Brisbane. Play for? Uh, Brisbane. No, I don't know. They got 21 votes. Ashley Woodford. The initials Daisy are... Daisy Pearce for Melbourne. The I've initials no are idea. EB. Yeah, keep going. Ah, uh, Elaine Birmingham. Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld. It's not. It's not helping with Poppy just just <laughs> mentioning random names that start with those letters. And they're not. Even, um, they're not real people. Is it, is it a girl by the name of Elizabeth Bartholomew? Redford. No, it's Emily Bates. That's the been the AFLW it. quiz with no, Jimmy Vandermar. No. Emily Bates, well done to her. Great job. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, it's still got a bit of work to do. The AFLW to sort of capture the imagination of the public. Oh, but Jimmy's I know you're a bit of a smart aleck bomb, but I, I honestly... I'm, I, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not doing... I'm really not... I'm telling you now, and you should know me well enough, Jimmy, that I was not actually doing it to be a smart ass. I, I thought you might... Nah, look, you, you, I didn't know how closely you were following it. No, nah, look, I, I, as I said, I've watched a few games, and, and one of the games I watched early in the year, I, you, know what I, you know what I went away and thought? I thought to myself... I reckon you could almost make a dollar having a bet on this because there's some sides that I think are so far advanced in comparison to others that when they play, um, even though their form may not be dominant, when they come up against that lower-class side where somebody who is more advanced can just dominate, I think it's a a potion to winning money. Well, Brisbane um, Brisbane and the Bulldogs have both been previous winners and Melbourne was in the grand final last year and they're three of the top four sides again this year. So that, that... yeah, but they're more advanced. That's, but that, that's what I mean. That fortifies your point, advanced. doesn't it? Yeah. I think when the season starts, you'll be able to make just... some money out of it whenever that, when that season starts. Let's <laughs> see what the... Um... Probably goes off the leash. Poppy's just coming in with... He's absolutely yeah, the off season. the leash. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if he, gets, if, he gets, if he gets too lippy, if he gets too lippy, Jimmy, I've got one word, just bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Just say bandersnatch. You would have chucked it in. Hey, race six. Race six. All right. Yeah. Okay. Race six. Race six. Let's do it. Let's let's dissect this one. Now we're trying to get. Have you got an AFL grand final quiz for me, Bon? 
Have you got an AFL grand final? Yeah, what? You know what? I'll fashion one. I'll fashion one up for you before the end of the show. Actually, actually, I've got one today. I've got a okay. uh, AFL grand final quiz that's for J Bond, but you can both get involved if you like. Yeah. Oh, All right, I'd love so we'll to. do that later I would on. Love that. Thank you very, very much. Um, Thanks for including me, uh, Poppy. <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. Well, you look after the guest, don't <laughs> hey, you? Hey, Panama Canal. Panama, oh, <laughs> the guest. Panama Canal is not a guest when it comes to Greyhound Racing. He's one of the best sprinters in the game. He's $1.40. Speaking of uh, grand finals, Kasai, number seven, named after Cosie Pickett, who won for Melbourne last year over there in Perth. I, I, I was thinking about this, boys, the other day. Forget about sale for a moment. Would you be disappointed to have won a grand final when it wasn't played at the MCG with the build-up that we saw this week yeah. and you've had to bugger off over to WA to win a grand final or like uh, like the Tigers up in Brisbane? I, I feel like playing the game at the MCG would be extra special. Well, especially for Melbourne. Like for 100%. Melbourne to win a grand final Melbourne in Perth ground. rather than, you know, the MCG. Mm. I, I Yes, I totally agree. The only thing I will say is... I, I don't um, – when Collingwood have won their flags, I don't like – some people like getting among the, you know, the throngs, 100,000 people and running down the street and setting off flares. I'd prefer to just to be hanging out with some mates and, and people who I've watched Collingwood with all year, if, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't, need, I don't need that. I, for the players, yes, I think they'd prefer to play on the G. But as a fan – as long as Collingwood won the grand final, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't worry about it personally. But um, Kasaya yeah. has won not five, a, a, yeah, <laughs> five from seven from, not from the people, box hey, seven. No, I, hey, I don't think anybody goes out more than I do, so I am a man of the people. Um, I'm, I'm virtually out now. But uh, Kasaya, five from seven from box seven, that that is a meaningful stat. I reckon, Jimmy. You know what's meaningful about Kasaya is the last start because uh, this Graham went up to Wentworth Park, I think sight unseen. I'm not sure they trialled there. Having a bit of a throw at the stumps at the million-dollar chase, it didn't work out, um, got beaten a long way and, and, and didn't really stretch out through the middle part of the race. But what I did like with Kasaya is he came back to Melbourne, uh, had a little bit of a freshen up, only eight days between runs, and, and then comes out and, and bolts in at Sandown, defeating a pretty strong type ambushed and. The small field last time at sale would have suited the runners-up, not Kasaya. So I, I think he's, a, he's an obvious threat. The other one I, I thrown into the quaddy here is maxed out. Now, I think the price is ludicrous, $26. Um, he is an explosive beginner. The run yeah. to Quinlan Bale was full of merit at Bendigo last time. And at sale, we've seen it so many times, uh, Jay Bond, when that leader can just get out and yep. go, look, it's probably going to be Panama Canal. But if he is to miss the kick, I think maxed out could lead. And... Uh, if he's out in front, he's gone 24-78 there three runs ago. Probably not quick enough to beat Panama Canal, all being well. But in saying that, it's only three lengths behind what Panama Canal did last time with a relatively untouched run. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have a bet regret if Max out wins. But honestly, too, similar boat. So two starts back at sale, box mm. seven, 24-60. And now it's in box six. So if, if the three was to lead, I reckon the six could be the one that's on the scene really quickly, and um, it, so it's my... We've, we've each got one real big value selection in our quaddies. You've got the three, I've got the six, and we've both got Kasaya um, yeah. and, and Panama Canal. They're both from the same kennel. They're both from the same kennel, and, I think, of course, Tanya Sincock had the win on the last race, yeah. too. I think, obviously, that the four, Dr Madison's a bit outclassed now, the old girl, and uh, number eight, Mayfair's Dreams, probably just not up to this, so... If you break it down, you take those two out, well, the, the field size is a lot smaller and it's a lot more gettable. So 
I don't know. I think I think Panama Canal's at about the right price, one thirty. But if he if he does get headed, and maxed out can come across, and then honestly too, and and in turn Kasai makes the line of three. Well, he's going to have to play for luck. So I think that's the way you beat Panama Canal is crossing him as soon as the lid's open. Because if he holds the rail, holds the lead, well, the dollar thirty is a good price. Yeah, it's, but, it's, um, it's game. No, look, I. I I think we take him on and, and, and hope for a bit more value. I mean, if, if, if one of these roughies does lob, the quaddy is looking absolutely enormous, let's be honest. So hopefully uh, we're out of the uh, staying alive, so uh, hopefully we can stay alive in the quaddy at a good price. This is a very good race. Second leg of the quaddy, the Mafropolitan Pump Sprint, heat two of that series, and we'll get back to Clark and Weir a little bit later maybe and some of the um, some of the sponsors there at Sar with Poppy, as we mentioned earlier. My value selection is honestly two. Um, but we just hope. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The nightmare is if Vermont Bale wins, then Jimmy and I both duck off. Could win too for the next forty minutes. Yeah, he could That's win too. To go. There's the Here's green sale. No who's and ours. None. About to jump. Ooh. Racing. Panama ah. Canal came out only fairly. Kasai showing really good zip out. Kasai, get across to the lead from Panama Canal. Honestly, who wins from here? Kasai's got a length on Panama. Panama's after it. And Mayfair's dream. Oh, this is freaky. Chance at the tail. This is freaky. Come on. Kasai in second, and then for the back was Vermont Bale corner for home. Panama Canal, who are you? Two lengths clear. Panama Canal wins. Wow, what a win! It's a big win. Fourth close. We've got maxed out on the. How's it mid-race turn pace? 24-5. It's a machine. He was running out of puff again, right on the line. He had a little bit of a problem at Hillsville, really powering through the line. And if anything, Kasai was taking ground off him mid-race, but 13.55 off the back. And, yeah, he, he's turned a foot. Once, once he hits the sand, the next 150 to 200 is as quick as any dog in the country. That's why he was $1.30. And... I think we were right, though, uh, Jay Bond. The pressure was there. The pace w- was in the race, and he was cross. But luckily for, for Panama, Canal plays. He sat leaders back, got the clear air, and, and at the end yeah. was too good. And I, I think he could end up being a dog that goes a long way in a race like the Melbourne Cup with that early speed. I know he's probably not going to run a strong 500 metres. He gives every indication he might run a strong 500. But I was even saying to a few people today, when you're looking at an all-in market for the Melbourne Cup, you're not looking for the dog that runs 28.90 that, that needs a little bit of luck, like a big Opal Rocks or something like that that can go 29.10, but you're looking for a Greyhound that can probably run 29.30 or 40, um, a little bit like an Ando's Mac who won the Cup about five or six years ago, just to ping out, take the lead, and that's exactly what Panama Canal would do over 500 metres. Now, we'll get to the uh, both of uh, Tomo's talking points after the break, but amazing segue from you there because there's a text here. Agree, Jimmy. Jimmy, is big Opal Rocks gone? Um, to be honest, I I was half tempted to flick them a message and say, do you want to add him to our kennel just to have a campaign up the straight, up at Hillsville? Um, I, I'd be, look, he's with one of the best trainers in the game, Mario Brigandi, and, and he was terribly disappointing at Sandown the other night. Look, I was all over him. I thought that was his race. He he apparently had trialled very quickly. He, he, he'd been fresh off um, a, a coursing campaign. So he's had everything that, that you could possibly do, and... Maybe, just maybe, he'll make the trip to New Zealand to race with a catch on Lua because, to me, he, he just looked a bit lost through the catching pen, a dog that wasn't really giving it his all the other day. So it's a pity because we know the ability that he's got. Um, but, yeah, un- unlocking the key to big Opal Rocks is obviously the biggest challenge. Yeah, but he's a Jet Mario Brigandi. He's won many, many big races. Let's go for a break, come back, yep. and then we've got two. Two for the price of one. Tomo's talking points. Stick with us. Sale Sundays is here in track. You're listening to Sale Sundays. 
You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 till 4. Until next week, when it's 6 p.m. For all your info, tips, and live twilight racing from the Sale Greyhound Club. Barnsley says, Vermont Bale goes up the track, unfortunately, for outside long odds backers. Sorry, Barnsley. Bad luck, brother. And the Big Opal Rocks chat is quite um, apropos because right now, Poppy, Tom Bang is desperately watching his beloved Opals take on Serbia in the World Cup. Yeah, I agree. I think Lauren Jackson coming back is uh, it's a wonderful uh, feature of this particular World Cup. Uh, James, I'm in Sydney. How do you think the MDC went? How do you think the MDC went race 10? Did you go or hear... Oh, a million-dollar chase. Did you go or hear turnover and or crowd numbers? Jimmy Vandermark has just disappeared for a moment, but he'll be back in a moment. I was talking all last night about the fact that I felt... I know why they did it. It was the uh, the NRL prelim and it was free-to-wear coverage, I believe, but... It's a, it's a very unusual decision when we know that punting falls off an absolute cliff after 9.30. Every bit of research ever will tell you the same thing. 9, 9.30. 9.30 is the absolute back end that you can run a major race in harness or greyhound racing uh, or, or punters just drop off a cliff and they ran it at half past 10 last night, which was most intriguing. Are you with us, Poppy? No, he's still not back. So we're going to wait for your talking point, I think, here, Tom Bang, until uh, people return. Jimmy Vandermarch, just so I can see his chair. I'm worried about where he is. Oh, uh, Poppy's here. Poppy's here. Poor old Jimmy. I can just see the, the black chair there at the moment. Um, very quickly, before we get into Tomo's talking point, Million Dollar Chase, I was just talking about the fact that running it at 10.30, there was a reason why they did it, but um, it's, it's an unusual decision because we we know that punters drop off the cliff at about half past nine. Obelenko. Yeah, so what was the reasoning to your point of view? They had, uh, I think they had free-to-air that? coverage on the back of the uh, on uh, the back of the NRL prelim between okay. the Rabbitohs yeah. and the Panthers last night. Okay, well that's that's a good thing, I'm guessing. It's okay, but I, it's just I think if you're trying to get your money back for a, for a 1.195 million dollar race, running it at half past ten. Um, Jimmy, before we get to the talking point, have you got yeah. a little? Have you got a thought on that? Repeat the question there, uh, Bon, about the million-dollar chase. Just running it, race. running it at yeah, running it at half past ten. Uh, one of our Barnsley wanted to know. He's in Sydney and wanted to know how you think it went. Uh, uh, he's asking if you, you heard about crowd or turnover numbers. I don't know whether you'd have them at hand, but it's. No. Just, I don't. Just discussing. They clearly did it on the back of the uh, NRL prelim, and they wanted free-to-air coverage or whatever it was, but. It's um, it's still you're going to lose a lot of eyes and a lot of ears. I think running it at ten thirty. Oh, and a lot of turnover. I would have thought Bond. Me too. Uh, I must admit, mate. I, I nowadays, especially in the greyhound game, like if you're a trainer, you want to watch a race like that, even if you're not involved in it. Um, and and most trainers start their day pretty early. So, personally, um, I, I was lying in bed and I sort of rolled over and, and hit the stream. But um, other than that, I, I almost would have missed it to be honest. Um. I, I personally think greyhound racing goes too late, um, not just for, for the punting perspective, but also from a, a participant's perspective. Um, you, you've got to think, a lot of these greyhounds that are competing at Whitworth Park, say, on a Saturday night, that go around in race 10 at 11 o'clock at night or whatever it might be after the million-dollar chase, they might have a four-hour drive home. And, and I just think for, for human welfare, um, I don't think we do enough in order to, 
to sort of allow trainers to be able to travel home. And they get home at 2, 2.30. They then have to feed that dog. They have to check that dog. It's not as easy as like a, like a pet dog. Put them in the backyard and forget about them. Um, they'll be fine till the morning. There's work to be done. And, and then they've got to be up the next morning to feed the rest of the kennel and, and to let them out and to start working. And I just think we, we don't do enough. I, I'm really, really proud of what Sandown have been able to do on Thursday nights, running their meeting a little bit earlier through the winter just to help trainers get home in a in a more safer way. I just, mate, 10.30 at night is not time, in my opinion, to run a race like that, and let alone any race, to be honest. You know what? They should have been at halftime of the game. Yep, I agree. And you'd get a lot more eyes on it too could, then. Could, 100%. Could not, yeah, but the, this would be the thing. They wouldn't, have been able to, uh, they wouldn't have been able to negotiate that, I don't reckon. But I couldn't agree more. We are very, very fortunate, before we get into Tomo's talking point, that uh, I know this sounds melodramatic, that more... Um, drivers in harness racing and trainers in both greyhound racing and harness racing there's not more of a road toll for a start with people driving home absolutely cooked um and and that's the thing mate they're they're working hard days too like any anyone who works in the industry like people from the outside they they think oh they look at the prize money of certain races and go oh what an easy job that is you know these dogs (laughs) these horses are earning so much money but the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes and 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 you, you're pushing your body to the limits to be able to trial dogs in the morning, get to the racetrack, and then you've got to sit there till 11 o'clock at night and, and then you've got to do work, you've got to drive home, yep. you've got to start the day early the next day. I, mate, I think you're spot on, Bond. Um, I, and the sad thing is, I think we won't see any action until things start no, to that, happen well, like well, that. It's and, like everything and, in and life. That's the sad thing. It's like everything in life, yep. that they will react... Something, yep. something catastrophic or tragic will happen oh, and look, they'll react. And honestly, mate... It's not the first time that we've seen something like this too. I, no, I, no. I remember, um, I, look, obviously chatting with a lot of people involved in the sports. Um, there was one young fellow who drove home from Warrnambool, drove off the road. Luckily, he was okay. Um, there's been, you know, I think the dailies it was, I, I don't quote me exactly, but they were driving home from uh, from Adelaide. I'm not saying it was too, you know, to fatigue this accident, but, but things are going to happen. But obviously when you are tired and you have worked a big day and it's, you know, a ridiculous hour of the morning, things are more likely to happen. Cool. So... I think we can we can definitely do more in that part. Nick, that section, no, no doubt about it. Nick DeWar, a driver who unfortunately a few years ago lost his life, and uh, I think fatigue might have been a play. Hey, Tomo, it's your time to shine. What's the first of your two talking points, please, brother? So just piggybacking off you guys speaking about. Oh, by the way, good evening to you and all the listeners for the first time tonight. But sort of piggybacking off your talk about Robbie Williams and how good he was in yesterday's pre-game entertainment. Where do you rate Robbie Williams's performance? We say the killers from 2017. That's my first one. Well, I reckon if I first come out for the rank, I just think he absolutely put daylight between himself and anything else, to be honest. I thought he showcased exactly why he's a star on the world stage and has been for a decade or more. There's only... um, I reckon there's only a handful of entertainers who aren't just... Who aren't just great musicians but can entertain, and they yeah. generally get the gig at the Super Bowl halftime show, don't they? And I reckon there's even been a couple. There's even been a couple of clangers there. I reckon, like back in the day, you had people like Prince, Justin Timberlake's a, gl- a guy who can do it. Robbie Williams is a guy who can do it, but there's not many. And I'm I'm, I'm glad somebody finally made a, a a decent call because the grand final parade, I don't think, was a uh, stunning success, Jimmy Vandermart. But they made the right call with Robbie Williams. You just got to go with somebody who you know. He's just, just I, a true pro going to deliver. I think you're spot on what you said a moment ago, Bon, about uh, not being just a musician. Um, I think you then have to be an entertainer as well. And 
no doubt there's there's some musicians out there who record magnificent music but but aren't necessarily entertainers and can't work a crowd. Uh, Robbie Williams is renowned for doing that, and I think the MCG on Grand Final Day uh, takes something special. I think, and, and you need one of those superstars like a Robbie Williams, I think, to do it. And, I listened to the audio only just yesterday of, of Meatloaf singing at the grand final, and I felt <laughs> almost sorry for him. Yeah, it's, um, embarrassing. Like the talent, it was, and the talent that he has, and um, obviously no longer with us. But um, you know, I, I'm first to say one of he's one of my not he's one of, he's not one of my biggest fans. I'm one of his biggest fans. But um, no, look, I, I remember growing up as a kid. My old man was a oh, you'd, you'd like to hope so, wouldn't you, uh, Poppy? But um, <laughs> no, look, I, I was a huge fan growing up, mate, and I still I still listen to a lot of his music. So no, look, I, I think um, yeah, Robbie Williams. I actually didn't catch the audio, um, haven't heard any of it, but I could only imagine Jay Bonnet would have been very good because he is an entertainer, yeah, not just I, a musician. I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. And uh, as for the killers, Tom Bang, with question one of your talking points, uh, killer the killers would be one of my favourite bands. But, again... Second that. A number one, Brandon Flowers is not a great live singer, even when the acoustics are all incredibly good. And when you put him out there, you even heard... There were a couple of performances in the middle at halftime. The acoustics... Yeah, got lost. When, when you're out there, they, they can't hear... Like, you need fold back... Like, having been a musician, you need fold... You need to be able to hear yourself. You need the right acoustics. Playing out in the middle of an oval is just... You've got to be perfect. You've absolutely got to deliver 100%, or you get. They got lost, didn't they, Poppy? Like it was. Yeah. I felt bad for them. There were some great Indigenous voices out there and, and doing their, their best work. But I'm telling you, they were trying to harmonise with each other, and it sounded like a, a cat screaming at a couple of different moments. Um, question two, quickly, before we get to race seven. What's, what's your second one, Tom? This is a bit of a quirky one for you guys. Nothing sport related at all. So, so. Robbie Williams, so the Robbie Williams Killers is not your quirky one. What's your quirky one then, Tom Bain? So I did food shopping today, and I've started to deviate away from. The... <laughs> I know. Oh god! I started to deviate away from uh, from the supermarket I used to go to all the time as a kid. So, what did you guys? What supermarket did you guys normally go to as kids? And have you deviated away from that supermarket to a different one as adults? We'll get stuck in a sale in a moment. Does anybody have an answer for that? Who wants uh, to take I'm, that? I'm not even sure how to approach uh, that. But, but what I will say is that no, I... No, I'll... I, 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 you go first, j uh, James. No, you go, Bobby. You go, Bobby. I don't want to be the delay, so I'll listen to you. I, I, I shop at the same supermarket that I had a part-time job when I was 14 at Woolworths in Tarogan. Nothing out of the ordinary there, boys. Conflict Although there was, there was, there was an occasion that... Um, some biscuits were being opened out the back and being eaten and I found myself with uh, dye all over my face and my hands that obviously appeared about 30 minutes after eating said biscuits and I was called into the boss's office but I kept my job which was good. I've got an IGA across the road now I just I shop there these days because it's it's right across the road but there was there still is isn't there but there used to be a, a safe way I don't know who they were attached to but the war it would be maybe a decent documentary, the, the, the Coles um, Woolworths wars over the years, really. I think Coles have probably got the... I don't know uh, if it think... a decent documentary, but... I think it'd be a cracker. I, I don't know <laughs> if, if I filmed it. Mate. Yep. Surely, yeah. surely comes down... Uh, hang on, hang on, Bonus. I've got a... Uh, I think it's a very good point it's gonna contribute I think it comes yeah. down to... <laughs> it's going to come down to convenience. I think I couldn't care less what the supermarket is, as long as it's convenient. It's in the right location for me to go there, get what I need to get, and bugger off out of there. That's I, I, you know, I'm not like Tom Banger. I, I don't 
have a, an emotional connect, connection to my, my supermarket. I think that's the response it's, I have. It's an Eastern, so anyway. <laughs> race 7, great talking point from you, Tom Bang. I love that you bring... You bring something deep off Broadway to the uh, to the situation. Lakeview, Bonnie, for me here. Um, what have we got in the quality? I've got one, two, and four. And what have I you... think uh, James has got uh, two and four. Two and four. Two and four, yeah. Nothing for Fish Dog Giblet for you? Old, uh, fish Tom. Nah. I think the red can lead. I just don't I don't think when the whips are cracking the the old fish dog will uh, We'll have enough in the in the locker bay, but um, yeah, I'm sort of hoping that I, look, Lakeview Bonnie's my on top selection, but obviously Zipping Dixie's the value in the quaddie. So um, I, I just like the form of Lakeview Bonnie. Twenty four yeah, seven, twenty four seven last. Been racing, start. yeah, yeah, consistently racing free for all grade two. Where a few of these, they're not free for all dogs. So I think that pressure, that class, is going to. He's going to rise to the top here and uh, it'll get home, I think, number four. It does feel a bit weird leaving both of us. I know it's $12, but you think of Luna Cruz when it's up and about. It feels a little bit weird just leaving it out, but I'd, it's, I, don't think, I don't know if it's going out. A little bit too short, the 440, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, race seven at sale. They're about to go. Another party, but we haven't missed with the party pubs. In fact, I reckon the first... Apart from uh, old Spoilie John, I think three of the first four were party pups and we got them all home, so let's continue to do... And there's a question here. You're going to have to answer this diplomatically when we come back from the race, Jimmy, but Kurt asked, does James... I don't, I don't think you do, actually, from the chats that I've had with you, but does James hold aspirations to be the number one Metro caller in Vic? He has lengths in the ta- talent pool being utilised in Vic at the moment, in my humble. Now, no, you're not going to... You're not going to be pejorative about any of your your colleagues, and but you've got you've got plenty of things on the go at the moment, and you're a very creative guy who I think he's um, he's probably looking at a variety of options of what you're going to do with your future in the media and as a greyhound person. Here's race seven at sale. Ready. Racing, Lakeview Bonnie came out well and will lead the favourite by about a length or so. To I nearly think that's game over. Up Chatterbox Tilly, well, a bit deep on the track. Moscato's trap wide, and then for the back came Zipping Dixie, who's getting through. No, the I think field. that's game. You can play, play some music. That's Luna Cruz coming off the one back. Sec. And it's the uh, no, no, don't Bowie. worry about sex. It's, it's not. It's, it's not going to get second. run down. Then Zipping Dixie. David Bowie's not going to get us. Ziggy Stardust won't get us from there. What race is Poppy watching? I know. No wait, wait. They've gone past the post. Wait, hold on a second. Don't celebrate. The superstar I said you in from the force. I'd love to. Uh, we're, we're four from five in the party with Poppy and what 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 race was Poppy? I'm watching on delay, and I thought it was home before Poppy thought it was home. And I reckon he's got 15 I'm, I'm, seconds I'm watching, up his yeah, sleeve on me. I'm watching it in real life. I, that, they always <laughs> they, they always get annoyed when I start to go ooh and ah and wait a minute and just to add a little bit of uh, colour to it. But yeah, there was not oh. much chance of running him down. Anyway, uh, building the suspense. Mm. Yeah, we'll try my best, James. But it good radio, work. Poppy. Good radio, mate. <laughs> uh, Barnsley no, says Tom it. Bang. The midday talk back rang. They want this segment back <laughs> on the uh, on the uh, where, where do we shop? Now, uh, the, the big questions. Uh, pull the red's tail, please, from Barnes. He's got two, four, seven, and eight. Well, we're, we're good to go. Don't know if the quality's going to pay heaps, but we're hoping that first leg's still going to play in our favour, Jimmy Vandermort. Have you got approximates? Yeah, mate, we're, uh, we're hanging in there. That's the main thing. So we will get approximates very soon. Um, they may be up, too. They may be up. Not yet. 
my mouse isn't working again. I just wanted to touch on to a big thanks to my lovely wife who sent that lovely text in saying that I should be the number one uh, yeah. greyhound caller here in Victoria. I didn't know you were married um, to Kurt. Oh, yeah, you're anyway, very um, fond of her. No, but, nah, but you, I code. It's code word, mate. It's. But you are. Um, just from having a brief chat with you, even at the Meadows not too long ago, there's, there's probably a lot of irons in the fire and things that you'd you'd like to do. And you're, you're in a position, I would say, Jimmy, to make a few lifestyle choices as well, potentially, because you've got you've got a little one. There might be yeah, there, there yeah. might be more little rugrats around, and and you want to be a trainer. You're a trainer at the same time, so you've got to be careful about where you expend all that energy. I reckon. Yeah, 100%, mate. And, and look, having the little bloke was was probably one of the biggest eye-openers I think you could possibly have. And I, I, I wanted to be able to spend plenty of time with him growing up. And he's, as I say, nearly two years old. And, mate, to be honest, COVID in that sense was a bit of a blessing. I had a lot more time off. I was able to spend more time with him and just, just forever grateful for that. So it, it probably has changed my aspirations for now to, to sort of, you know, just, just sort of tick along. I, I definitely have aspirations. Obviously, I was calling... Um, sand down on a, on a regular basis, and, and maybe one day I'll get back to doing that. But um, yeah, sort of down the track. I, look, we're doing the podcast. I love doing shows like this, having a bit of a muck around, talking about racing. And at the end of the day, I, I, I fell in love with the greyhounds first too, before I fell in love with you know sort of anything else. So um, yeah, the, the training side of things, I definitely have a bit of a, a fire in the belly, I guess, to to, to try and win a, a big race. We're lucky enough to win the members' trophy, myself and the wife, just recently at Hills. So that was our first feature win, and. It, um, it definitely gives you that drive to, to want to try and get there and, and win a group race. So, I don't know, mate, at the moment, just plugging along. One day I'd love to commentate the footy. There are, you know, so many different things. I'd like to expand the podcast to, to something where we chat with, you know, not just racing participants but sporting participants. So, to be honest, at the moment, just taking it one day at a time and, and just in, enjoying life for what it is. Everyone wants to call bloody footy. Um, right, uh, who have we got in the last... Hey. Who have we got in the last leg of the quaddy? I've got... So... It's break square for me unless Garrett wins. We can get a result out of it there. $170.70 for the two. Eight is $187. And Garrett is $321.96. Do you have any others? Uh, 2368. Uh, no, I'm 2368. So you've got another one, yeah. Shivano, at 330320. Yeah, look, I'm not cutting a profit, though, no matter what. Um, it was 100 and... Oh, I, I could. It was $158, wasn't you're it? Going for, to, you're going to get a profit. We're, we're, so we're, we're both going to... We, 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 we're going to return the money I just had a sale to make sure that I don't lose anything tonight. That's hope. You're right. Yeah, it's not a, not a spectacular night. Look, I, um, I'm pretty keen on Awesome Swan because if you so look at that I. form, 2204 at Terrelgan, uh, 2468 ran down by Ruffiano, but the mid-race pace... Party dog, mid-race pace on Thursday was out of this world. Very, very quick. So I think the pink will gap them early and be hard to catch. Now, as we go to a break, if this thing wins Awesome Swan, that will be five out of six party pups between Jimmy and myself that have got up tonight. So you're welcome. Question from Steve, but we'll wait till we get back from this final break. You're listening to Sale Sundays on SEN Track. You're listening to Sale Sundays. You're listening to Sale Sundays for the Sale Greyhound Club. $4 schooner and pizza. Saturdays 2 till 4. Is himself a champion quiz master. From his appearance on Temptation, it is time for the J Bond quiz with your quiz master, Rob Popplestone. Hi, I'm Rob Popplestone. 
I work at the Sale Greyhounds and I do a little show called Sale Sundays and towards the end of every episode, I ask Jason Bonington some quiz questions. Today, we're going to focus on the AFL Grand Final. Bobby! Uh, do the race callers all get on JVDM or do you uh, never see each other from Steve? We'll ask Jimmy that. We've got limited time left. And if I don't get my quiz in, I'm going to crack the absolute feces. Come on, Bobby. Where are you? Okay, Sale Sundays is being broadcast all over the track there at Sale. I know you can hear me. I know you can hear me. Okay, I'm here. Here we go. Sorry. Jay Bon Quiz. Back to the microphone. Jay Bon Quiz. Jay Bon Quiz, here we go. Jason Bonington considers himself a champion quiz master. From his appearance on Temptation, it is time for the Jay Bon Quiz with your quiz master, Rob Popplestone. Ah, yeah, big welcome. Jay Bon has been super impressive, I must say, James, over the past few months. Uh, there's not more than maybe two or three times where he really hasn't been working at about 80% plus. Most times 100%. Now, we've got some tough questions today, though. We've got some tough ones. They're all around grand final day, but they are tough. Okay. Question number one. Name the player who scored his 100th goal in his first season in a winning grand final team. Is this going way back into the deep? Yes. I'm going to say Gordon Coventry. Oh, you were so close. John Coleman. Oh. All right. That two. was hard. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. Uh, this is a tough one. So um, what was the lowest winning score in a grand final? The lowest oh, I think winning I know score. The, oh, I, know what, Co- I, I know Collingwood scored 25 in 1927. Oh, well, that's it. Oh, Bond bang. How did he do it? Collingwood, two goals, 13, 25. Defending your Tigers. Yeah. How's that? Here we go. He's one. And we'll, we'll, we'll all picture this. And, and you remember this one as well, possibly, um, because it's, it happened in the 70s. Yeah. Um, in 1979, Carlton's Wayne Harms desperately chased down his own kick and from the boundary line knocked the ball to the goal square where a teammate was waiting to kick the winning goal for the Blues. Who kicked the goal? Ken Sheldon. No, very good. Two out of three. I'm a freak. What was unusual about the start of the 1987 Grand Final? What 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 would make yeah, Grand me. Final unusual? Yeah, it's okay. Just think about what happens every time a game starts. What that, would be unusual about it? They threw the ball up rather than bounced it. Oh, you were sort of so close. They didn't do anything with it. They just left it and, and walked away and somebody had to pick it up. I don't know. What happened? They didn't bounce the ball. Is that a good enough answer? Yes. No set of bounce due to an infringement. So a free kick was awarded. I'm t- I'll, I'll take the half point for that. Yes, I, I think so. Who kicked more goals in grand finals, Dermot Brereton or Jason Dunstall? The very fact that you've asked that question, I'm going to say Dermot Brereton. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Bowen! See, you've come from nowhere. No, yeah. I thought they were tough, but you're 4.5 out of 5. That's, uh, I'm a... Um, there's a bit of a feedback there. I think that feedback is that was like a celebration. Yeah. Well done, Bob. Uh, remainder of the car, Jimmy. Before we let you go, I've got one more best bet. I mentioned earlier. I'm, so there were, there were two best bets, and one of them's already lobbed. And we want Awesome Swan to win this, but Wolfie race ten number seven. What, remainder of the car. What do you got for us? 
my friend? I am, I'm just a little bit bedazzled, mate, just how well you went at that quiz. I, yeah, I almost feel like you were you were emailed the answers before the uh, before the show, but that that is no. impressive. Uh, my best is race nine, number two, Black Sale. We'll be off air for that, so that's no good for us, but we'll still win a dollar, hopefully. Uh, yep. Race 10, Wharfie, I think, will win. Um, I've got that highlighted. Also, like race 12, it's going to be very short, number two, Cleo's Neo, but one to add to the multi. I think Moa Meadow and Graydon will probably fill the placings, but I'm keen on... Uh, Cleo's Neo back to form last Thursday ran better one at the rail there's nothing in box one so uh, gonna get plenty of room the three wants off as well so I think Cleo's Neo would win so I would probably play a multi with Black Sail each way into Wharfie probably each way and hope for a blowout to tote price and then race 12 number two to win Cleo's Neo that's more than enough last one before I let you go there just um, camaraderie between the race schools do, do, do you get to see each other very often or, or is it just everyone's in their silos a nah. bit yeah, to be honest, mate, it's, it's, it's a funny industry and, and, and obviously because we, we we get to know each other in the sense that we obviously hear each other's voices, you'll often work together and things like that in different sections of the, the, the industry, but um, it's weird. When we, when we do sit down at, let's say, a, a Christmas function or a greyhead of the year, it's about the only time that you really get to sit down with other race callers and a lot of the time you, you might only, like for me, I, I get to see a little bit of Ronnie Hawkswell, but apart from that, um, I probably haven't seen some of the callers for, for a very, very long time, so... It's it's a weird industry like that. We we we're we're always at different tracks if you if you break it down. Yeah. So I'm probably lucky that I do a you know the odd hosting gig where I'm at a track that I'm not calling at. Therefore, there's another caller, so I'll I'll get to see them. But as a rule, someone's calling sale. Obviously, I did Hillsville today, so we're not gonna we're not gonna see each other. So. It is a little bit funny like that, mate, but as long as we're backing winners, that does not matter at all. Been a good fun show, though. There's your answer, Steve. Well done to Jimmy Vandermont. Absolute legend. And you too, Poppy. You're, a, you're one of the best, brother. Good, good night again. Uh, we found plenty of winners. Make sure to watch race at the final leg of the quaddy. We want Awesome Swan to get home, but as long as two, three, six or eight get the job done, I think we'll go home happy. And Barnsley, Jimmy, uh, you do a great job. Um, they take 25 to 40 seconds of Greyhounds, but you do an almighty job. Good on you, Barnsley. Superstar. It's been another great episode of Soul Sundays. I'll be back on air tomorrow from 11 till 1 for Trot's Life. Metrospective with Steve Cleave. And then 6 till 10, Corey Smith from the Meadows and I for the Monday Lids Fly. Goodbye. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.